footy and frothies live from the colonial well, live to tape from the colonial hotel at warrington uh, good to be back here first time since pre-season i think when was the last time we here i think it, I, 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 was it last I think it was last year the year before yeah actually last year wow i think very early on i think it, was, it might have actually been last year's pre-season show I remember we did a trial show yeah. with Damo. Yeah. We did a pre-season-ish show with you, I think. Yeah, but that was at the, ga- uh, the Put guns. your microphone, like, seriously, one thing I said <laughs> to you before we started. I said, is that better? Yeah, almost. Almost. Yeah, uh, we're, now we've done that at the gums. Oh, we did too. Yeah. Uh, Daggy, Barney and Ollie with you as always, and we're joined by the winner of our Supercoach League this year. Uh, what was your team called? 08. Point 08. <laughs> point 085 Inglis. Danan's here. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Danan. Oh, wait. It's not the sound effect. Yeah, there's going to be an applause. Technical there difficulties. Go. Well there you go. Now, I'm, uh, I'm not sure if I'm completely stuff. misjudging it, but I'm actually going to ask first, what, what's the inspiration for that name? I just want to know if my thinking's correct. Oh, Greg Inglis getting done drink driving. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, we're on the same, because I'm trying to think, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, other than that, I don't know yeah, what... your mic, see that, put it up. There you go, try that, say hello. Hi guys, how are we doing? That's better. N- near your speak hole. Oh, yes. Good. It's a big speak hole. So. Mm. I've heard that about you. Yeah. J- just uh, wait till we ask him about Brad Arthur, it won't matter where it is. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> let's just kick off, we'll kick Hear off Dana with the guest. Um, yeah. Supercoach King, apparently, what was it? Top, nearly top thousand. Almost cracked the top top one percent. Don't worry, guys. I feel like it was a team of three. Yes. Because yourself and uh, Barney definitely helped me and listened to my constant whinging, complaining, <laughs> and potential trades for the past twenty-five weeks. So thanks, guys. The late night forty-five messages at eleven o'clock that's on it. a Friday. Should I, should I spot what, this? What are we going to do tomorrow? And, and, and yeah, you wake up, and then at quarter to seven next morning, you're, what the? Well, oh, it's Dana. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? So I didn't know Dana was going to be here tonight, and I didn't know it was for that reason. And I'll say it every week, but I am planning on bringing the belt to the grand final show. So if Dana wants to reappear. For the grand final show, we can do a a photo shoot with the belt. Yeah, we only mentioned it on last week's show, so thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was sick. <laughs> did you mention that I was sick or? Yeah. Good. Uh, Definitely. Have fluted. you enjoyed? Uh, yeah. Any super coach knowledge you're in part? Or are you just going to write it off as a fluke and we'll move on? Uh, the fact <laughs> I got all three of them, I think, is the fluke. Yeah. The, um, the draft, never done a draft comp before, so thanks for the yeah. invite on that. And, yeah, winning that was oh, very... I've got a space to pay for that, aren't I? <laughs> so, um, and then, yeah, it's... Ah, you guys saw it. You, you was a part of the conversation. It was just luck. Bit of luck, just those right trades at the right time and the right captain on the right weeks. Who's been your super coach hero this year? The person I probably bagged out the most at the start, Nico. You can't pick... Oh. Nico. I, I didn't have him anywhere near where he went as good. Um, yeah. He was my captain, I'd say, for probably, it felt like half the season. And I didn't have him for the first three or four weeks. So he was definitely the uh, the best, I think, that I, I got this year in terms of players that I just didn't expect to be as good as what they were. And, um, yeah, what about your draft team? Who carried you through that? I've never looked at it. Uh, that was Cook. Yeah. Was one of the main. Yeah. Cook just kept scoring points. He did. Um, yeah. In because that's the big thing with draft. It's more about, obviously, getting just lucky with the right player. Um, I was Because I wanted Reed, and I think it was Gump that grabbed Reed the vote before. You dodged a bullet there. Yeah, so I dodged a massive bullet there. And him and Tedesco, they were, they were the two big ones that I had that pretty much carried me through the whole year. And 
Like, it was the, the little ones, like the Kulamatangi. Someone that you wouldn't never think about in classic, but had a breakout year. And, and um, very quickly, have you got it, had Phil picked a night out yet? Hopefully a Parramatta preliminary final Ooh. or something like that, but we'll get to that later on, time, I guess. Yeah, yeah something lovely. So, Something like that. Sounds good. Uh, should we say we'll save some other questions for later on? Shall we? Sure. Um, Barney, how's your week? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, just going through the motions as per usual. Just, you know, keeping the wife and the little one happy, which is you know Ollie. keeps me happy at the back, at the end of the day. It's a simple equation these days, isn't it? Yes, it was quite a good weekend weekend because um, on Saturday I got to go down to the Grey Gums to celebrate. My Gold Coast Titans mediocrity, finishing 13th, which is, I'd say, two weeks ago, a big achievement. And I wasn't even expecting it. I was going down and watch the next two games. And I walk in the door and who was sitting right there? The old Dagster, looking as <laughs> depressed as ever as the West Tigers' wooden spoon was confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, news. Um, what have we got here? Well... Injury-wise, let's just quickly touch on injuries because there's more talking points in the, uh, in the I guess, headlines than normal. Um, very quickly, Cam Murray's going to be okay, named for this week. Uh, Wiri Hargrave's ferals are being monitored and uh, Victor Radley's resumed full contact this week. Was he named? I haven't actually looked. We're going to do a preview show on Thursday night to look at have a bit of a more in-depth look at the semi-final. Matchup, so I haven't ever looked at teams, but um, Radley's back there. The big news, though, is that uh, Manu's two to three weeks with a calf strain, and that is a big, big blow, David. Absolutely it is. Um, he's, he, you've seen what he's added ever since, um, I think it was Teddy was out about six weeks ago and he went back to fullback and then started getting really involved in the middle of the field, and he's, he's added so much to the attack for the, uh, the Roosters recently, so he's definitely going to be a big out come this weekend. Yeah, uh, again, we'll get to that. Uh, Suspension-wise, the only one is Croker, two to three games uh, from his hip drop on Sunday, which I don't even remember happening, so I was well and truly tapped out by that stage. Uh, but the headline out of it is that uh, Graham Annesley has claimed there's been a fi- over a 50% reduction in bans and charges this year. Mm, uh, maybe because they just keep finding everyone and letting them off. Maybe also because in the off-season they decided, let's strike everyone's record and start fresh. That's mm, probably why as well. So a bit bit crazy stuff there. And apparently 93% of players enter it take an early guilty plea, which uh, apparently is a good thing. So right. maybe letting people off lightly encourages them to take bounds and they get to put out stupid figures like this. Um, yeah, they can turn around and say, oh, see, we were right 93% of the time. Yeah, yeah. any thoughts? <laughs> any, any, any thoughts on any of that? Has he also right. decided to just give the Tigers two points now anyway because it doesn't matter and they'd still finish last? May as well now, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely been in the statistics to fit your narrative. It's just the way that they've gone about it. Um, you can't tell me the amount of fines that have come through that would have been grade one charges last year wouldn't have come somewhere close to what, what it would have been. And then you add your loading on top of that and, yeah, you know, you've just made weeks and weeks of suspensions disappear through, you know, manipulating the system for yourself and then you come out and pat yourself on the back for it. So. Not to mention the soft stance on the hip drop and the cannonball. Oh, the cannonball's a disgraceful one. So, so yeah. like, yeah, they... Some people are getting a fine for a cannonball. Should be eight weeks. I don't yeah. think anyone's been suspended for a cannonball for a long time. No. <laughs> there was only a couple during the, the year. The only one that has was when someone actually did. Who was who actually got put got out for the good, season? Cheese got a couple of weeks. At yeah, one someone point, got out. 
Um, go, and this goes all the way back to the trial game when there was one on Hastings before he even played an official first grade game and I blew up. And uh, they still have done nothing about it until someone, until it happens to Tommy Turbo or Tedesco, no one's going to do anything about it. Do you have any thoughts? I think I agree. It's pretty much the same sentiment we've had all season. The big thing for me, though, is still, it was the same last year, even after they brought in the crackdown, there's probably at least one game a week where a bloke will get his head essentially taken off your shoulders and the, the player in question will get away with a fine or something. If Again, I've said it all year, I'm a broken record, but if we're trying to protect the head and actually be serious about it, then be serious about it, and then it'll eventually be rubbed out of the game. Uh, the other news today is that uh, Taylor May copped a two-game suspension for after being found guilty of assault. But the assault was uh, no, crim- no criminal conviction recorded. and a $1,000 yeah. compensation. Uh, but that two-game suspension, for some reason, doesn't happen until <laughs> next year. So can anyone make light of, uh, heads or tails of this? Well, to me, it sort of seems, it's not the exact same, but sort of like James Tamo getting off his two-week ban because he was about to play his last week. It's almost as if, well, Penrith are about to play in the final series, so we'll wait to, sus- to suspend Taylor May until the start of next year. It all seems very circumstantial. Does seem particularly favouritism to Penrith, Especially but is that just when me? There's, well, there's been arguments years gone past where uh, suspension that would be one regular game shouldn't be a suspension for a finals game. Hmm. And that's the path that they're going down. So if it's going to be like that for everything, so if there's a head-high tackle this week that's yeah. going to normally be a week, but that player gets let off because of this and... Well, see, they'd suspend him till next season. Is, is, and that's what I mean. Is that, is that what's going to happen well, okay, this weekend? Because the blow that, up that last year was the, wasn't the blow-up yeah. last year, Luttrell, um, being put out of the On finals? Manu. On yeah. Manu. Yeah. Which he deserved and absolutely should have got it. Uh, and we've seen it, but we've seen Cameron Smith sit out a grand final. They've softened since then, obviously. Yeah. Uh, was there one around? Or what was the origin thing? Angus Crichton. Ang- yeah, Angus yeah. Crichton, Angus but that was or Radley as well. well. One of them. No, Crichton was allowed to use the game. Crichton was allowed to use the game as a suspension, yeah. but um, Cheese wasn't, and then was I think the, the All Star game. game. Oh, yeah. yeah, so they they picked the. Well, Latrell was suspended for, for that game this year, remember? Mm. That was yeah. part of his but suspension. It, yeah. so but then they let it... Yeah, They let him yeah. play after... Oh, I don't know. know. Can't remember. It's, they, oh, they, a, they pick the rules for their players. It's a pathetic stance, mate. As you mentioned, there's there's already the narrative going around about the Penrith given, being given the... Um, you know, slapped on the, the wrist with a feather. Um, they've been... If you're going to do something like this, you don't announce it till next season. Realistically, like, what's, what's the point of coming out now and then just yeah. throwing throwing yourself out to the wolves? Or, like, realistically, if they want to make it that a finals game is worth a game and a half or a game and three quarters, load it that way. A finals game is worth 175 points, where a regular game is worth 100 points. And then he misses one. He misses first two finals and. He's available a lot, you know, later on. But the thing is, people want that too. It's just, so it's not yeah. as if it's not what people want. People are happy for mm. origin and finals to be worth more points so they don't miss out. It's realistically, it's a pathetic stance. If you're suspended, you're suspended. It doesn't matter what time of year it happens. Um, I know it's for something off, out, outside of the game and off the field, but realistically, it's just stupid. Like, Why even announce it now if you're not going to suspend the bloke till next year? You just open yourself up for ridicule. Yeah, that's a good point. How do they go back now? Like, How do they go back and now try and make it this look good? It does. No. It just stinks to high heavens. And They it's have to change the whole... That's a re- yeah. They just have to reset it all well, and say that the yeah. finals games and origin are worth more points. 
which uh, it only encourages someone, it only encourages Nelson and Jared to start take someone's head off, get a two weeks suspension, <laughs> which is only one final. Yeah. But so yeah. well, I don't know. We'll wait and see how that plays out. I guess the only other a bit of signing news today: Joe offering Gowie extended his stay at the Tigers to 2025. He's been the, the probably the one shining light. Uh, Happy to, to Pentel. Yeah, I am actually. Mm. It's been good. He has been good. Um, when he left, he didn't. Did he leave Brisbane in a in bad terms? I kind of I'm trying back. I think he he's always a class player. I think. But, I think um, he wanted an upgrade. I'm pretty sure at the time, and they um, they chose to go uh, all in with Hass at the time and moved him on. Um, well, I, I think he had that really good season at he Brisbane played, he where he played Origin, Origin. Yeah. but then I think the season but after he dropped off and that's when he ended up going to the Tigers. He still had his impact, but he was nowhere near as consistent as he's been for the Tigers yeah. this year. No, he's been a star so. this year. Uh, a star amongst, you know, a dying <laughs> fucking solar system. But um, they... Nerf star, if you will. Uh, and Lachlan Ilias re-signed till 2025 with the... with South, and there was another signing today, and I can't remember what it was. I didn't write it down. Can't have been out in Thoughts on Ilias for the season, boys? He's got some. He's got somewhere to. He's been okay. Yeah. Mm. He's got work to do. I don't. I don't know how much. We'll, we'll get into this. We get. I, I don't actually know how much. Like even on Friday night, Mitchell was handling the most of the kicking. So I don't know what. Put it into consideration. How much is he on? And then don't. So you're not expecting as much. And that's the thing. He's replaced Adam Reynolds. So you can't. He might be on three hundred. Exactly. So they, might, they might be able to get two years out of him for that and then work well, it out maybe. And, and yeah, that's true. it. That's exactly it. I've yeah. also said it before and I'll say it again. One of the biggest detriments to him this season has actually been Cody Walker, I think, as Cody well. Cody Walker's well, been terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah. He might have a clause in his contract saying if he's re-signed Cody Walker, I have a get-out clause or something because, yeah. honestly, I think he's been quite detrimental to Elias's development. Cody missing yeah. half the year, or not playing well half the year, and then Latrell missing half the year. That's... Yeah. It, all the pre-season training's gone out the window. Obviously, he's a young fella. I'm a little bit worried about his defence, to be honest. Um, he He's not the greatest defender in the world. And he doesn't seem... Obviously, it takes a bit of time to get a, a combination with your back rowers, but he doesn't seem to have that link that the good halfbacks do with, with their back rowers on either side of the field. Um, obviously, that's got to do with him taking a back seat behind Walker and stuff like that. But I was, there was a few games this year where I was I was hoping that you know, when Walker was playing poorly, which was a good part of the season, where I was hoping he would sort of step up and start running into the line and taking guys with him, which didn't really happen that often. But There was sort of a period there at the middle part of the season, and he wasn't setting the world alight or anything. There was he a couple was of games in a row there. Yeah, I think there was. there was one game in particular where he had a really good game. Yeah. Um, but I think it came just after he was subbed off against the Dragons. There was a few yeah, weeks that there was, where, yeah, where he, he, he responded really well. Really but well and it, it's a tricky thing because the, he plays on the right side and they coach to the left as well. You don't know how much that setup play is um, is his job. His yeah, job yeah, is to, to shovel the ball to Cody. So. <laughs> uh, it's always friendly here at the Colonial Hotel, particularly on drag, uh, drag trivia night. <laughs> Uh, any other news? Anything else you can talk about? Any questions, Dane? And um, well, you usually got a few. Oh, the questions <laughs> are rolling. Coach is finished. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, super coach is finished, so ninety percent of them are, are gone. Um, no, we just as we go through, questions will pop up. But there's uh, no point rushing to them. Got anything, Oliver? No. I was kind of hoping Dane doesn't have a we've few. Touched, we've touched on super coach. What's been your take on the season proper? The actual footy. Oh, footy's been good. Can't complain. Top eight. 
couple of wins either way. Teams could have finished out of the eight. Teams could have finished pretty much second, apart from Penrith just blowing everyone off the park. Um, the the main complaint this week, and I don't understand it, people having to go at the Sharks for finishing second. Who are they meant? Who else are they meant to beat? They only beat the teams in front of them. I, I don't. Uh, at the start of the year, no one was saying Sharks are going to come second. Now they have. It's all oh, Sharks had an easy draw. Well. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what are they meant to do? I don't. Yeah, I and I, I'm probably the harshest critic of the Sharks on this show, but um, I don't bind to that at all. Even when you play, you still win. If you play like shit and win, you're still winning. Exactly. Trust me, I follow a team that can't even do that. Um, so I think I think they've been very good at times. I think their best and worst is a gap apart, but their yeah. their worst only seems to happen for 15 minutes. You'd argue actually on the weekends one of the last few weeks have been some of their weaker games, but they're still no, not this weekend. The two before. But um, there have been some of the weaker games. But to, to say stuff like that, like we said off air, um, supposed experts were tipping that um, you know Newcastle and Titans would, would make the eight, and uh, it's not it's not the Sharks' for the fault they didn't. But Barney, you're a much more certified Sharks oh, I just, fan. I had a quick look through. We were talking about this off air. Just you look at Parramatta, right? They finished fourth. They lost games to the Tigers, the Broncos, and the Bulldogs. You switch that around and they're running second and the Sharks are running fourth. Same with the Cowboys. They lost to the Bulldogs early in the year, which is the difference between them run, running third and second. Yeah. Um, the Sharks lost majority. Of, well, they lost twice to Canberra, who they can't seem to beat for and the, the last Cowboys seven or eight years. The Cowboys were gifted two points too, so yeah, you could argue absolutely. actually. Who was that against? To, <laughs> I don't recall. And they've lost to the Roosters and the Panthers. You know what I mean? They've, they have beaten the Storm. I know it was during Origin time and they have beaten Parramatta and, you know, they've beaten everybody else in the top eight. So. Well, they, uh, are uh, Penrith supposedly supposed to have had an easy draw because they're pretty much because better than better everyone they've beaten? <laughs> like. yeah, well, they've had the easiest draw out of anyone. <laughs> like, and, and that's, <laughs> seriously? There were those comments, They though. need to play Parramatta. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. But there was those comments, though, around Origin time that they had an easy draw because they got the Tigers mm. during the Origin period. And their Origin, that Origin period, Penrith had all the easy teams then. But everybody would have yeah. marked the Cowboys down as an easy game at the start of the year as well. Exactly. And they beat pretty yeah. much everyone, so, <laughs> you know. Well, you look at that, the Panthers-Cowboys game on the weekend, right? It was the fri- Friday, um, no, sorry, it was Saturday, wasn't it? Saturday, 7.30. Mm-hmm. Usually you'd think, like, based off the season, that'd be Friday, 8pm or or Sunday afternoon game or something like that. But it just goes to show, yeah, the mentality, which there is an argument there to... Follow the AFL, I guess you could say, and ha- just release the draw. Four weeks. Re- at well, a time. Re- release all of the games that are going to happen, but actually schedule them on which nights every four weeks, which I- I'd be fine with. But yeah, that, don't, that only helps TV. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's only the for the TV. draw's still the draw. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but that's the thing. Help, it's yeah. not like you're creating games for the week. They're, yeah, they're, they're 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 the games are just which nights they actually are played on. Yeah, there was a period where the six o'clock game was the game of the round, um, and that probably coincides with um, with. Fox League having record ratings. Um, completely enough to do with the fact that Fox League coverage is so much better and their commentators are actually tolerable. But Well, Nine yeah. still does get the... And understandable, they still get the, they get um, the, the first choice. The, the first choice now, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, it will go through it all again next year. We sat down... I, I'm pretty sure off the top of my head when we sat down at the start of the year, we said South and... I think we said Canberra had the easiest draw. We did or mention the Sharks did have an Sharks. easier draw, but yeah, it was... Potentially um, Newcastle. I, I think there was a few people saying the Titans had an okay draw as well. <laughs> anyway, no, I don't buy they, that. They probably did, but... And the resurgence yeah. of Parramatta in the last six weeks, obviously BA's fired them up with his they, incredible... I don't mention Volcano, right? I, honestly, I, I just, <laughs> I don't... 
the issue is they can beat Penrith, they can beat Melbourne, but can't beat the Bulldogs and the Tigers. There's a, well, the thing is, there was actually an article today about uh, I read today in the Herald, I believe, about Parramatta saying they actually have learnt from the last three years where they've been minor premiers or close enough and then out in straight sets or close enough yeah. uh, about keeping gas in a tank. Timing um, their run, and, yeah. t- and so they've learnt from that and they're saying that, you know, if you all remember, Gutho was off, we always said every year, round 15 onwards, Gutho had no tank of gas left. He was, he'd be the super coach buyer till round 10 and then get rid of him as quick as you can. Uh, and there's others in that same boat. So, you know, maybe they have learned something. Maybe they did, grow, you know. Nursed them through back end of origin into here, and um, now they've got something to offer. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I'm just happy we're avoiding South pretty much the whole finals. If we had to play South this week, I'd say <laughs> we're gone because we can't beat South. <laughs> they can't, do you seem... can't beat Penrith in the finals either. Do you forget last year? Well, they do seem to be <laughs> going. Actually, Klein's and... not the ref on the on Friday night, so we've got a chance. <laughs> Watch out. But... Parramatta do seem to be going a lot better in this last three to four week period than what they were this time last They're year. They're saying so. that injury to Moses helped. That three weeks for him to refresh when he busted his finger, just to take a step back. And the big thing is this year compared to last year, Dylan Brown's just been amazing. Yeah, and Sean Absolutely Lane, who is. we've all bagged. Yeah. You guys bagged plenty of times on the. Uh, on over the, the years. Oh, yeah. over well, the well years. not this year. Not this year. We've been pretty fair to him this yeah. year. Yeah, but um. Oh, he was an absolute spud, but he's been <laughs> amazing. You guys have chatted potential 30-man squad for Australia. Like, that's just... Probably. I think he's pretty well a certainty now. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, they're just the little things. They're just players just having best year ever, pretty much. And it's all just coming together at the right time. If they win the comp, I'll never have to eat again because I'll have as, um, all the humble pie in the world to be eating. But uh, <laughs> Good. Yeah. Jeez, I wish my humble pie were as old as my team when they come. I'll take that every year. Yeah, I don't know what I'll have to complain about because Brad Arthur will probably... I don't even know what a they'll, they'll give him, Yeah, they'll give him the keys to the city and, um, yeah, that'll be that. Sign him up for 10 years. Oh, we may as well kick off with it. 22-14, the uh, Eels beat the Storm Friday, uh, Thursday night uh, in a game that actually felt more dominant than a three tries apiece yeah, yeah. sort of game, I would have thought. It was. But it, it was. It was. So what did the stats say, Brian? Obviously, three tries apiece, three out of three conversions for Parramatta, one out of three for the Melbourne Storm, two out of two penalty attempts for Parramatta. 84% completion played 74%, which was 32 out of 38 sets playing 31 out of 41. Three line breaks for Parramatta, five for Melbourne Storm, 15 offloads to seven, two forced dropouts to three, zero 40-20s, 295 tackles played 372, 27 tackle bus for Parramatta, 38 for Melbourne, two ruck infringements to one, Zero inside the tens for Parramatta, one for Melbourne. Six penalties conceded to eight. Nine errors to 11. Mahoney made 35 tackles. Grant made 56. Junior Paulo with 216 running metres. Munster with 202. Moses missed seven tackles, made 19. Uh, Papa Lee missed eight, but he did make 33. And Noffa was the worst for Melbourne, who missed three tackles and made five. Grant with 93 supercoach points, Munster with 91, and then one other Melbourne player before you got to Dylan Brown on 73 supercoach points. Do you want to first crack at this, Oliver? You get your notes this week? Well, I couldn't be fucked to do notes, but I thought... Um, two weeks, Oliver. <laughs> two <laughs> weeks. Yeah, and then he had two weeks off, sick. Yeah, two weeks I just couldn't be bothered. did notes. <laughs> but, yeah, no, because I feel like, right, soft, soft reset when we get to next season, I promise. But, um... <laughs> it took me a bit by surprise because I thought we were going to start with the, the Parramatta fan on the panel, but I'll, I'll go. Um, I thought this was a really dominant display by Parry, as you said. I, it, pr- they probably deserve to win. 
by a bit more than the, the eight points that they did. I thought, as always, we've been saying all year, the Fords have been very dominant. Regan Campbell-Gillard, I thought in this one uh, in particular. Nia Corey, someone we've not mentioned a whole lot this year. I, I was really impressed from what I saw from him as well. But the only thing, again, I guess the negative thing I could say about Para, and it's sort of the same as in that Warriors game and what they've done a couple of times this year. They And, of course, they managed to hold on. It's just le letting in a few tries late on in a game, which that's all you can really say. As I said, they probably should have won by more. They, they looked more likely, but um, th that's the only thing they sort of got to clean up. And, uh, you know, if they were versing Penrith maybe a couple of weeks in after having all their players back, that's probably something they just can't allow to happen, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, look, the only thing I can really wrap Melbourne on, they were very tenacious in defence and a goal line stuff was, was brave. Uh, they, but Parramatta owned them, especially for the first probably 55 minutes. They spent all that time just about off their own line. It was just all on their own line, and the Parramatta forward set that base fantastically. Uh, I thought, like I said, it felt like a it could have been 20 nil at half time and um, some good scramble and maybe a bit better execution. It could have ended up that way, but uh, Melbourne did real well to stay in the game, but never at any point did it really feel. Then time it felt like they that Melbourne could win was when they, Parramatta really went full Parramatta with about five, five to go. Five minutes to go. And yeah, yeah, don't tell. It was just like, <laughs> don't tell me, don't tell me. But um, apart from that, I was, I was, impre I was impressed by Parramatta. Um, I'll hand to you, Barn, to th give your thoughts and we might pick out some players after after Danon speaks yeah, as well. absolutely. Oh, well, Parramatta came out flying, as you boys mentioned. Um, the really up-tempo and physical uh, and dominating the collision early in, the, in this match. Um, I thought they were going to put a, put the storm away pretty comfortably there, as you both have mentioned there, after about an hour of the game. Um, their line speed was very good, and the shifts of the ball were really good as well, very precise and very smooth. They seemed to get from one side of the field to the other pretty well. But the outside backs were off a couple of times there, and they probably um, they probably put down a couple of opportunities where, there where they could have gone ahead by a few more points coming into in either side of half time there. But... Um, <clears throat> I thought the halves were tough. The standout Moses putting Bromwich on his back yeah. after getting belted <laughs> by um, Olam early in the first him. half. That surprised Moses. <laughs> he closed his eyes for sure. He closed them. Actually, I think even Blocker could point out in the commentary. He hit him well, though. Um, the Storm seemed to get the upper hand in the last 20 minutes, but it was all individual stuff again with um, Harry Grant and Munster really having to make, yeah. you know, do it all on their own bat to break open the defensive line. It wasn't really, you know, a concerted effort from the team to do it. But um, I thought Nelson, Kafusi and Kamakamika were probably the best of the forwards for the Storm. Uh, Meany was pretty good. It was probably one of his better games since he's gone to the Storm. Uh, mentioned Munster and Grant. Paulo and Papalili set a pretty good tempo in the middle of the field and um, oh, Madison and Lane were easily the best forwards for, for Parramatta uh, you had Gutho, that cut out pass from Gutho to Sivo, that yeah. was another piece of um, yeah, brilliant ball playing and um, I thought Sivo was strong at the you know for the majority of the game as well. But. The only one you didn't mention there, I thought Olam tried very hard in a team that was scrambling a lot a couple of nice shots but I, I thought the Melbourne pack were underwhelming. Like when you mentioned those three, they were best of a, an average bunch. Um, Jesse's not with us. I know he got knocked out. Did he get knocked out twice? Um, Kenny did get hammered, and that's... I don't know. They're an eight, like they might be better off. They might have... If they've got fresh blood there next year, they might be better off without them, but, as they are. But, um, yeah, what were your takeaways from Parra, and where's it set you up 
I for was, this week. I was at the game and it had that uh, semi-final feel to it. And that's sort of how they played. Uh, might sound a bit silly, but they'd never played like they wanted to put Melbourne away. It was almost like just play smart, play finals footy. Don't give the ball back. If you, if you finish your set, have it down there. I wonder instead if it's been a template it, since that Penrith game. Yeah, just instead of giving them go for, instead of going for the try and that chance for the seven seven tackle set, get tackled with the ball two meters out in the corner. Um, at the game, it never felt like Melbourne were in it until Reed went off with ten to go, and they scored two tries going up the guts. Um, not a hate on Jake, but I believe Jake was uh, Jake for Reed at hooker, and yeah. just the defense in the middle just went. But the game was over. Uh, when it happened, but yeah, being being at the game, it never at any point felt like Melbourne were going to win until like that typical last 10 minutes of para just doing para things and going, all right, we've got this game won. We'll, uh, yeah, pack it up for next week. But yeah, it was just, uh, and I don't know if you guys noticed it on the TV, but that's what it felt like at the game, just not throwing that extra pass, getting tackled with it, leaving it just, and you, you mentioned it earlier having Melbourne just on their line all game. Yeah. Just don't do not do anything stupid in your own half. And when you get up there, just make sure it stays up there end. And optimistic for this week? Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest. I walked away from Thursday night thinking I'll tip them next week. The, but I'll find out on Thursday once I've slept on it for another day. The, well, that's it. The big thing with Penrith, you've just rested your whole team. Yeah. Does that stop the momentum? Or does yeah. it help the momentum? Very much and, a wild card. Yeah. And then Cleary hasn't played for six weeks. If He's, he's, he's going to be rusty. Yeah. Um, and the comp's that close. One bad rusty pass could be the difference between Para winning or Penrith winning. Yeah. I um, Yeah, I think if you're a Para fan, you deserve to be optimistic, especially because, like, your window's shutting now, isn't it, really? Losing Reed, losing I, 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 Papi. It's going to make things yeah. a lot harder. Absolutely. And the recruitment for next year, I just don't think... But not to their own fault, because it's just not been quality players, I don't think, on the market. But they've not really been able to replace them like for like. We've got... I know we've got some all right juniors coming through for second row, but there's... There's just there's not seventeen good hookers in the game. Well, no. uh, it's also d- does well, does Tapao end up there still next year? I know there were talks before the the deadline, but is that something they possibly I don't, see, I don't think we need. I don't think we need Tapao. Yeah, Regan Campbell, Gillard, and Paulo ran for over four hundred meters yeah. combined. Um, that, that's one of my things with the, the Brad Arthur hate. We we play with like 15, 16 people every week. Kafusi so, is going, so yeah. thirty minutes spot on the bench is probably not a you know something to power could probably feel. But but, but that's it. And we, I assume Brown's they're going to try to get rid of Brown. They're trying to get rid of Brown as well, so there, there's definitely a spot there. But yeah, where's where's he been? Tigers, he's <laughs> busted he's his mail. He's broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah something's right. broken. But yeah. Reed's the big one. Reed's the one that. Mm. Yeah. Just that service, and that's something Ooh. we didn't have last year. I mean, Papa oh, Lee has been outstanding. Papa Lee has been amazing. Yeah. I mean, they, I, I just, I honestly just remember they got Josh Hodgson coming in. Oh, yeah. well, who, like, well, no, <laughs> but like, I mean, well, if if you get if, if you get a rate Josh Hodgson, yeah, but yeah, that's the thing. If bad, if he can stay, he's on, now three is out of the game. If, if he can stay, hasn't played a good field, game of footy for fucking two and a half seasons. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't played a game of footy for two and a half seasons, and he was a controlling hooker at the Raiders. You'd, with Moses playing career best form and Dylan Brown coming into Reed is the yeah, least controlling good hooker in the game. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. so, and the thing is, too, Hodgson relies, I think, a lot you know, of you know his would have been game perfect. out of hooker as well. Sam Verrills. Yes. Sam Verrills. Oh, <laughs> we should have gone for Sam. Yeah. Should have, 100% we should have. You just want to assume all you want is the hooker to be able to make 60 tackles and just pass the ball. Yeah. 
Sam to, to Kieran Foran next year. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, three. I'm, look, I'm going to. I'm thinking three points Gutho, two points Lane, one point Madison. But what do you think? Oh, that Gutho passed happened right in front of me. So that it was hard. <laughs> <I'm sold. laughs> like the standout performances were both the storm. It was Munster. Yeah, and, it was Munster and Grant that game. were the standouts we in the game. Did, t- and yeah, Parramatta's yeah. whole team just played that well together that actually they took points off to each other, you know what I mean? I actually had Grant for the three. I had Gutherson for the two and then either Munster or Dylan Brown for the one, but it, that's the well, way I, I had it. But... If there was ever a week, we could just. I'm happy to. I'm happy to. Let's let's split up. Go, go Gutho three, three Harry two, two. Yeah. Munster one. I do agree. Yeah. If we didn't actually touch base enough on how good Munster was. Like, yeah, they don't score a point without. Considering without those he's two. the only point of attack, and they all they had to do was dial in on him the whole game. Obviously, Grant's there as well, but he's as soon as he passes it, he's not getting it back. You know yeah. what I mean? So as soon as it goes past Grant, it has to be Munster, and he was fantastic. The biggest thing I noticed in Melbourne's attack, Cheese has been just destroying teams. And Grant's yeah. going that quick scoot. Yeah, I just didn't feel like it was happening. They were just they were dominating cheese. They yeah. were, and, they did. and they that's, him up that a stopped Melbourne. Yeah. They actually, we, yeah, we didn't even speak. And they actually made a point of doing that, yeah. knowing that would stop that. It's like in we, the back if of we half, stop yeah. him, they don't go forward. Yeah, and but that, even that, then, that Grant made fifty odd tackles. His service was fantastic. Oh, I'm pretty sure scored he, scored he scored a try. A try. Set yep. up. Set up some really good outside play as well. It gives you an idea of how good a player is when you're at the game and you can see. Like he's going to go for that, and you shouldn't be able to, but he still was able to. Yeah, you, you can just you can see it coming, and it was just yeah. Watching him live is yeah, yeah definitely go, definitely worth the price of admission. Gutho, Grant, and, and Munster or Brown. Yeah, yeah no, I get Munster actually. Get Munster. You're, I think that's a very good call. Bulldogs twenty one defeated Manly twenty. The first of uh, two one point clashes over an ep- an epic weekend of yeah. This one was the stinky one though. Yeah, Barney stats. So <laughs> they were both pretty bad. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> four tries apiece, two out of four conversions for both teams, and one out of one field goal attempt for the Bulldogs. 80% completion played 67% completion, which was 34 out of 42 sets, playing 29 out of 34 sets. Two line breaks to six, 20 tackle busts to 30, 12 offloads to four. A force dropout for the Dogs, three for Manly, zero 40-20s, 292 tackles played, 288. One ruck infringement against the Dogs, three against Manly. One inside the 10 against Manly, seven penalties conceded to six, nine errors to 14. Josh Jackson made 38 tackles, Lachlan Croker made 45. Shoop with 188 running metres and KO Weeks with 220 running metres. Burton missed four tackles, made 13. Walker missed four and made 26. DCE with 108 Supercoach points. Tapao with 89. Burns with 87. Um, just two meterages you didn't mention because they went top ones. Max King, 170. Big effort. And Tavita yeah. Pengai, 165 yeah. in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, big effort. Bit Barn, a point to prove, yeah. What a bludger this game was, eh? If only they could get Tavita's motor up to play 60 minutes a week. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit. Um, His paycheck says he should. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Manly were in control. Like they, should, <laughs> they should have run away with this game, but they were dominating after 20 minutes in pretty much every aspect of the game. They must have put the rainbow jersey on, I think, after about <laughs> half an hour because there were seven blokes out there that couldn't be fucked playing after yeah. 30 minutes of this game. They just up and disappeared. Um, <laughs> you got to give it to the dogs, though. They kept, they kept going. They could have just rolled over and played dead, you know, as <laughs> a lot of dogs do. But <laughs> they, um, they got up and they kept fighting. They were, um, and they were good at the back end of the game when um, Manly just could not be bothered whatsoever. Um, 
Yeah, they were a better team for probably close to an hour, I thought, Manly. And but the, you know, the the dogs, they took a bit. Sorry, the dogs were probably the better team for about an hour, but they just lacked that bit of execution. Took a little bit of luck and plenty of effort, but they got the job done in the end. I thought um, Ko Weeks looked pretty good, mm. um, as you know, for a debut. He was he was very good, yeah. Scintillating, but um, you know, it's, a, it's definitely a, de- a very good de- debut. Tui Pilotu was decent on the wing. Sipley and Tapau and Homoli, they were the, the best players for Manly. Um, they were good in the middle of the field, and they were really the only reason that they got off to such a good start. They were dominating through the middle of the field, but. Um, they went to sleep, and that was the end of it. Um, Josh had a cards last couple of games. He's gone missing. I think he's been looking forward to the end of the season, to be honest. Probably trying to stay fit for the Sorry, World Cup. Dancing on some yeah. tables there. At the yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just realized he's going to take Let's Trot to England, there. isn't he, with yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, he, he did very little in this game. Shoot was tough again. He's got a bit of mongrel in him, that bloke. Yeah. He yeah. loves the confrontation and getting in blokes' faces. Um the bench really had no impact for either side. Uh, Tapita Vengai, as you mentioned, was really good in patches when he was on the field. But I thought um, Fatala Mariner and King were the, probably yep, the best 100%. players for dogs again. Um, they had really good impact, and King was their best forward. Brayden Burns was excellent. He was back yep. to the form that he was um, showing for South there about halfway through last year, I think it was, when he was carving up yeah, people before he, he copped a pretty bad injury there yeah, and was ACL. out for a while. But... Um, yeah, I thought he was excellent, and he just constantly threatened the the manly line at the back end of this game. So, I thought as well as probably one of the best performances, at least from DCA over the past few weeks. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'd yeah. say I, I'd say it was nearly sort of um, um, second half of the season DCA form from last year yeah, kind yeah, of thing yeah. Um, yeah. in that game as well. But it's almost <laughs> as if Manly got to the point in the game. It's like, all right, we put all these points on him. It's now pretty much impossible for us to to finish below eleventh. We've pretty much secured that. We can't finish any higher. Might as well <laughs> just fucking fuck. <laughs> like they got themselves to the point where it's like, all right, we've secured eleventh. We're just not going to do anything for the rest of the game. That or Trent Barrett went to the game for the first thirty minutes and was kicked out afterwards. So his bad <laughs> juju went with him, and the Bulldogs actually started to look good. Um, but I, I have to agree, uh, especially with Max King. I think as well for, for me at least, he was the standout of the whole game. Um, obviously, it's very impressive what Tevita Pangai was able to do as well, obviously off the back of playing reserve grade and everything, but that's sort of something we should be and something we were expecting from him oh, every week last, last year. So I sort of more lean towards Max King there for like an overall player of the game, I think. But other than that, I think, yeah, Cherry Evans was probably back to decent form for the first time in a few weeks. Not been horrible for the whole year by any means, but for a few weeks there he's been a bit off. And I think, yeah, weeks on debut, you've got to give him, got to give him the props. He's certainly not um, made his chances of playing first grade next year any worse. Yeah, anything to add from his game, Dana? Is Turbo missing seven spots on the ladder? No, no, no. There's bigger issues at Manly. Bigger, and bigger issues. So, is Des Hasler going to be there round one? I wouldn't put money on it either. Well, I from what I've read today, it's from what I've heard at least the playing group. Still want him to be the coach. It's more well. Sorry, the majority of no, the, I think the playing group. Yeah, I think it's an owner. Sorry, I, I've power broker. It's sort of thing. yeah. It's so so. It's weird. And apparently, one of the training staff or someone at Manly put out a poll amongst all the staff in the playing group today, asking a bunch of questions about the club. And reportedly, Des Hasler put a question on there asking if you want Des Hasler to be the coach of the club at the start of next year. On the radio, they were speculating that 
it would be because Des knows that a lot of the playing group would say they do want him there and it would be sort of a reason for him to show the the board there and say, look, they do want me here. I've but still got the backing of the players. Yeah, yeah. that's – and again, it's all sort of speculation, but – I think he'll still be there. Odd. I think he'll lose yeah. a lot of his support staff. Um, the, there's obviously the, the lot that you hear about it is he has pretty much dominant control over what happens there at the, it, on the football field and in the training and st strength and conditioning and all that kind of stuff. So I think they'll probably take a bit of that power away from him and he'll get six or eight weeks or so at the start of next year to um, yeah, put Which up or Which is what he had this year. The thing so. is, yeah, that remember he had that this year he was going to be sacked. He was going to be sacked in round four. Well, it was, he was they, told that he had... It feels like he's going to be sacked yeah. every year. Yeah. If he makes the top no, eight, year, he would have been yeah. re-signed, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can, there's going to be a manly fire sale November 1. I can see it. I, I reckon uh, all of those seven, if not six... Uh, no, all of those sevens will go just about. It wouldn't surprise me. Well, and Stu I reckon that's Schuster's where meant to be staying. <laughs> Good luck with him. Um, <laughs> well, who's going to take him? Well, I don't know, but that's why they're getting rid of foreign. They, um, yeah, that was the plan. Uh, I reckon that's where Paros start filling some holes. I reckon they they'll pick up a couple of those back rowers. I doubt they'll move Hamoli on, but I'd say Schuster and Hamoli will probably stay. I would, obviously not on talent, well, but you don't know the you don't know the who's I happy. I think they still, not. even if he wasn't happy, I think the club would be reluctant to let yeah. him go. To be hasn't honest, Schuster ruled himself out of the World Cup because he wants to, to focus, focus on, on Manly? Yeah. Which what what so does says. what does that mean? You still you getting an, you're still getting an off season for a few weeks where you're not actually going to be there. Whatever. But oh, look, if that's what if he's going if that's you know, his mentality, that's fine. If he's going to yeah. go to training and run up sand hills and get fit, yeah. If he's going to do that during that the off season, he can, where he would, then yeah. Good luck to look, him. We, we've seen Cam Munster say similar last year, and he did it. The proofs, the proofs, the proof, the proof is in the. In the pudding next year. <laughs> the proof's inside. Uh, well, give some points here. Okay. I actually gave three to Braden Burns. I thought he was um, electric and probably a big part of the reason they actually got points. Then I had DCE for two and Max King for one. I'd, get, I'd go King three, to be honest. Can we meet in the middle, maybe go two? I'm happy with the other two. In Move DCE to little, one. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that. Give Max three, fuck it. Yeah, Max right. three, Burns hard. two. DCE He's done one. pretty well this year. Um, for the second week in a row, the Roosters produced uh, a most enjoyable game rugby league, 26-16, defeating the Rabbitohs for whatever reason. I don't know if I'm half invested because I didn't win the comp. But um, I just find they their have. game... The last just, two weeks, they've looked like probably I, the best team in the I, comp. I've, I just find their game so entertaining. Mm. I love watching them. I'd say uh, and six this was weeks. No ex, uh, this was no exception, but what the stats say? And then I can... Yeah, four, smoke up their ass four tries to three, four out of four conversions for the Roosters, two out of three for Souths, and one out of one penalty attempt for the Roosters. 87% completion played 79%, which was 35 out of 40 sets playing 31 out of 39. Five line breaks from both teams, 26 tackle bust to 32, 10 offloads to 11, three force dropouts for the Roosters, zero for Souths, zero 40-20s, 358 tackles played 354. Uh, zero ruck infringements, one inside the 10 against both teams, eight penalties conceded to the Roosters, 10 conceded by Souths. Six errors from both teams and a sin bin from both teams. Nat Butcher made 42 tackles. Totola made 43. Tedesco with 275 running metres and Jackson Paulo with 150 for Souths. Lodge missed seven tackles, made 25. Ilias missed four, made 17. Uh, Angus Crichton with 115 supercoach points. Egan Butcher with 100 and uh, I can't even read my own handwriting. Milne with 98. 
This is the same as the Thursday game. This was a dominant performance for a big chunk of this game uh, and again could have been a bigger score. Um, the best players were to the fore and they were, fan they were absolutely fantastic. I thought uh, the combination of Kiri and Crichton is now red hot. Like It's, it's just magic. And he... Every time he got the ball, you just you just just wait, wait, wait. There's Ilias. Here you go, Angus. You may steamroll him now. Uh, it didn't matter where he was in the field, and it was um, pretty to watch. Crichton was was devastating, just running it. Poor old uh, Lachlan all night. Thought he was fantastic. Uh, Tedesco, we're all going to piss in his pocket uh, and wax circle, but he was amazing again. Uh, and kudos to the coverage because that tracking shot of from the sky of Teddy. Running Going up through the, the, field, of the, the field for whether it was Fox Cam, I think it must have been Fox Cam. That tracking him through the field was was awesome. Um, they're scary good. Will Walker chimed in at the right time when he needed to. He was very good. Love a little uh, grubber and, for a try. And um, you've yeah. got to you love him or hate him. You've got to say Matt Lodge has added to this team Absolutely. something special. He um, he was outstanding again. Uh, and he when Jared went off the field, he stepped up and, and carried him through. As did Takiyahu who hasn't missed a beat, seen his two games back. Um, but those big sort of five or six are just just monsters. The Joey Manu is a big, big concern not having that X factor in the finals. But, but yeah, you, you can win a comp without him. Yeah, I would be much more confident if he was there. Yeah. Uh, hopefully Verrill's is there and hopefully Jared's there. If they're all there, still there a chance. And, um, and look, realistically, they'd probably get – if Radley's not back this week, he's back next week, assuming it all goes to plan. Um, super impressed. Love watching it. Barm, what do you take away from it? I just want to quickly mention, actually, on the south side, Kolomatungi and Totola were good as well, but yep. I thought, by and large, they didn't offer a lot. Uh, and actually, I want to wrap Latrell's defence for times of this because you don't see it often from him, but there's times where he's desperate. He saved a try and then made another ta try-saving tackle in the same sort of play uh, at one occasion there, and then the pumpkin went on at the back end. But um, <laughs> he... And in attack, he was obviously scary. He was, you know, he, scary, everything you, he's hyped up to be was in this game, but... Um, pretty dominant performance, uh, but super interesting game again coming up this week. But sorry. Yeah, um, you've mentioned a lot of what I had to say, to be honest. Um, Robbo's obviously going to be sweating bullets with Manu and that late fade. I think that's two weeks in a row where the Roosters, the last 10 or 15 minutes, have definitely come off the boil and they've had two massive um, physical encounters week after week. So it's probably not the best preparation mm. going into a final, but we'll see how they finish off the game this week uh, against Souths. Uh, the Murray HIA is a, a real interesting one for me. I I always was of the opinion that two Category 1s in a season is a minimum week off, but he's been named and apparently he's playing this week, so that's interesting. Well, it's ended um, seasons for some blokes. Yeah. The the late scramble was, again, the Roosters, that defence at the back end of the game, just the way that they scramble and cover their edges was just enough to sort of, you know, stop Souths having any real hope at the back end of the game. Um they really struggle to threaten the Roosters' line at pretty much any time of the game, except for obviously late where Milne crashed over for a couple of tries, and he was quite good with his ball running. But there was, you know, he's obviously flattered with a couple of <laughs> a couple of easy try uh, sort of barge overs there at the end. But um, Souths always had a bit more clarity when Latrell went off. It was almost they like, did. Oh, we'll, they seemed to play much better to, when yeah. Latrell wasn't there. To be honest, they, they just went sort of rather than holding up the ball in the middle of the field and looking for outside men. The ball just went across the line and they, yeah. they hit their edges and they did what they, you know, they either cut back inside or they went over for points. So yeah. um, the outside backs for Roosters didn't have a huge impact, but they didn't need to because the Roosters forwards just kicked the front door down 
South um, have been competitive for most games this year in the forwards, but they were absolutely dominated in this one, um, especially early. Uh, what do you say? Sally uh, and Nichols and Mamazoulis were okay. They sort of did their job, but they, they weren't outstanding. They were definitely outplayed. You mentioned Keon. I thought Arrow was quite decent as well. And um, Burgess and Totola were probably the best of their forwards, I thought. Um, they missed Murray and Cook quite obviously in the middle of the field, yeah, which is a make, big in makes, this week. It makes this week so yeah, interesting because you're putting 100 tackles back the in there. The defence is going to be a lot, a lot stronger in the middle yeah. of the field than what it was in this game. But... Um, I thought Walker and Tass were pretty decent. They combined okay again a couple of times there. Um, Tass has been a really good find for South, and I look forward to see how he goes. Um, Paulo, it was good to see him come back after his shocker a few weeks ago and actually played a decent game. I thought um, Egan Butcher was outstanding. I think the bloke only played about 40 minutes, and he was just busting tackles and smashing blokes in defence. I think he made somewhere near 50 tackles in about 40 minutes. He was... All over the place. He was fantastic. Um, they they seem to take it in turn. Those two, one 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 just outstanding <laughs> one week, and then the others outstanding the next week. But they're never bad. The pair of the them. butchers made forty two tackles each. Their parents <laughs> must be so proud. <laughs> Why wouldn't you be? You mentioned Takiyaho and Angus. They were fucking dangerous as. Um, but yeah, every time Crichton or Tedesco got the ball, you just had the feeling that something was going to happen, and it did a lot of the time. So, Danon. Already mentioned it slightly, but yeah, the, the game was over second tackle when Murray went off. Yeah. Realistically, every every South fan that I said was just like, all right, damage control and bring him on again next week. It was, and that's sort of what it felt like. That bit of mindset is just no more injuries. We know what's happening now, and pretty much all they were playing for was where we're going to play next year, a core or where South want right, to play anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other kettle official why Souths are stupid. But anyway, um, <laughs> I fair enough. So yeah, sort of, you guys have pretty much covered it. I'd maybe add to it. I wouldn't say he's a three-two-one or anything, but I think Connor Watson had one of his better games back in a last three a, or a four Roosters games. He's been pretty good off as the bench, well, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think as well, you bring up Souths and you do bring up Totola and Kalal Matangi, two two are probably the top blokes for underrated players this year like in terms of consistency a lot of and deservedly so a lot of the plotters do go to Latrell and Cam Murray but especially with those blokes being out for periods of the season I think that those two kind Last of in months, particular have been, been the top three props in the yeah. game and I, I know Kaloa Matungi I think you, you talk about right your 30-man squads for Australia and how sort of thin it is and that I don't think Kaloa Matungi's put his hand up for anywhere else as of yet so hey he could maybe again we're just throwing out names but he could be someone they consider. He's, he's certainly put in didn't the he work. Play for, but he played for someone in the rep round, didn't he? He played for Tonga or Samoa. He can still get picked for, for Australia. Actually, no, he, he, he can't. They, 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 cha- they change the rules every 12 months because they're fucking idiots. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> I don't think... I think he's Tongan. Yeah. Which means he could still play for Australia. Not this year because they've in a, in a, they've changed the rule at the start of the end of last year where in a World Cup year, if you represent another country, you're uh, not allowed to. Yeah, right. It, it, specifically in a World Cup year, which is stupid. That but may anyway, be wrong, but I feel but, like he... No, but, but well, no, he was in the New South Wales squad. He was in the New South Wales squad as well, but I think maybe because he has played for him. But but anyway, he, he'd, if he got picked for Australia, I think he'd deserve being a part of that squad. So I'm saying he's been and, one of the best yeah. back rowers consistently week after week for... I think he was probably a little slow, maybe four weeks to start the season, but ever since then he's been fantastic for South. Yeah, I guess the only other thing I want to say, sort of maybe about the stadium, is that I've I've seen some stuff online. Well, we, no, we've covered the not footy, a lot of but, positivity, um, is it? Well, apparently, 
Um, I've seen videos of line, of people's chairs breaking and stuff like that. And yeah, right. one person said that they asked the person who came around to fix fix his chair, like if he's been busy tonight, and he said flat out. So <laughs> um, yeah, apparently, and uh, line, really yeah. ridiculous lines for the blokes' toilets and, well, few other, and it, for the bars. I, I'm just going to say, um, if, if you're planning on going to the Roosters Souths game on Sunday at 4 p.m., maybe um. Maybe take a fold-out chair just in case because <laughs> <laughs> apparently the chairs are just feeble as all hell. So. It, was, it was built for the Roosters. They're not used to having this many fans show up. <laughs> but you would have thought, like, Panquest is so fantastic. You would have thought it's great. it shouldn't be that hard to stick close to that template. Pretty much anyway. do the same and add, what, 10,000 seats. Yeah. Obviously it is. Um, look, realistically, Barn, Roosters, where do they fit in the premiership title hunt? Oh, they're, they're, they're probably in the, the main competitors going forward. Um, as I mentioned, the only thing that really worries me is the last two physical games that they've had. Um, but they're they going to find it a little bit harder in the middle than yeah. what they have uh, the last sort of two weeks against Melbourne and a, a team without Cook and Murray there next week. But They're um, on the right side of the draw. They've got enough to go real deep in this comp and threaten pretty much everyone. The, so. the, the good thing is that um, they've got a coach who knows how to nurse a team through that mm. and they've got a battle-hardened forward pack. Uh, Jared's done it many times. Crichton's done it. Takiyahu's done it, what, three? He's won three comps. Uh, uh, Radley's, uh, Radley's been sent off. Has he been in one of them? <laughs> um, anyway. But it is, you're right, that is the big concern. I'm giving Angus three here. I'm giving yeah. Teddy two, and I'm going to give yeah. Kiri one. I gave Egan Butcher one, but I'm okay with that happy too. with Kiri. I'd sort of like to go Egan Butcher, go to, go to be it. honest. Damon? Butcher. Cool. There we go. Um, yeah, the big one is the three, two, one. Um, I was expecting more opposition there because Teddy was fantastic, <laughs> but bugger him. Oh, Angus absolutely killed him. Angus yeah, set the Angus, game up. Yeah, he set the game up. Dominant. And uh, will not be at the Tigers next year. I just want to re-emphasize <laughs> He hasn't signed yet. Yes, he has. For the, well, we no, he hasn't yet. He has. he hasn't the only good thing I heard about the stadium is apparently the cheeseburger spring rolls are really good. But. See, I like a good cuisine. <laughs> Very Everyone right. was raving about the food, but yeah, everything else I heard was no, not complimentary whatsoever. That, that's got me in the in the door, to be honest. I'll stand if my seat breaks, <laughs> as long as it's got a good feed. Well, if you turn up at mine, you might get feed, but hey, whatever. 27-26, the Titans um, came over the top of the Warriors, who did their absolute best West Tigers impersonation Didn't in this game. Yeah. Uh, never seen anything like it, except for, you know, 20 times this round. Not this the first half hour. They were pretty no. decent, I thought, in the first and half then, hour. Uh, <laughs> they snatched defeat out of the, draws, the jaws of victory, as only Absolutely the Tigers did. generally can, Barn. What did the stats say? Yeah, so we had five tries to four. Three out of five conversions for the Warriors, four out of four for the Titans. A missed field goal for the Warriors, one out of two attempts for the Titans, and one out of one penalty attempts for the Titans. 85% completion played 75%, which was 34 out of 40 sets, playing 33 out of 44. Five line breaks from both teams, 26 tackle busts for the Warriors, 52 for the Titans, and 40 of them were in the last 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Seven offloads to 10. Four force dropouts to five, zero 40-20s. 336 tackles played, 354. One ruck infringement against the Warriors, one inside the 10 against the Warriors. Five penalties conceded from both sides. Nine errors to 11. Curran made 39 tackles. Tino made 41. Dallin 
made 185 running metres and Jaden Campbell made 220. Uh, Dejan Assi missed eight tackles, made 23. Tanner Boyd missed five and made 20. Firma with 107 supercoach points. Campbell with 92. Two other Titans before you got down to Josh Curran on 70 points. Oh, spoilers, Oliver. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't put the, your notes so close to me. They, um, yeah, yeah, obviously you can start, but just start with how bad and woeful the Titans' edges were for the first 40 minutes. Well, I, I, I was going to start with my, my actual <laughs> thoughts, which this game was a piece of shit, and it should, the, the, <laughs> they should sh- strike all replays of it from the record. It should never be viewed again because it was actually disastrous. <laughs> and I think that goes to show, yeah, the, the Titans' edges have been horrible for at least five years now to be honest it's easily been the titans weakest point on the field for that period as well no joke and the warriors were just sort of the warriors i feel like their their usual suspects sort of stood up and their forwards were probably their best you bring up your tohus for example sort of i'd argue was probably close to their best player overall throughout the game i just and again, for the Titans, it was the usual suspects as well. You got your Tinos, etc. And I think Jaden Campbell has been very consistent since he's been back, and has, might give yeah. Holbrook a bit of a headache next year with Foran coming in as to where AJ Brimson plays. Because I don't think you can leave him out either. As I said, most games, I wouldn't say this one in particular, but most games this year that the Titans have actually won, he's been the best player. So I still think you got to have AJ in there and Campbell, but. <laughs> All year I've been saying about how I hate the Warriors because their fans are delusional <laughs> and think they get robbed every week and everything. So in the last round, and I thought the Titans were going to get flogged. I just thought it was going to be one of those ones because we're back in New Zealand. It's the last game of the season. And especially when... Um, it started old, like one of those ones. Well, especially when, the old, especially when the CEO of Vodafone decided to buy out the whole stadium and give the tickets away for free, I thought, <laughs> done. The Titans are absolutely getting flogged here. I tipped the Warriors, but... Boy, that felt good. That <laughs> felt good. Last game, apparently they can't they can't be beaten at Mount Smart. If only it's against the Storm, apparently, and you know they'll they'll win half their games at Mount Smart next year because it's such a great home advantage. And they lost to the fucking Titans. Oh my god, that was. <laughs> Did it feel that little I bit extra because it. it meant I don't like you couldn't get the spoon as well? Like, well is that just the, they, the, the cherry on re- top? Realistically, they weren't going to get the spoon anyway because they literally would have had to lose by about a hundred. But I just particularly, and it's it's purely because of how delusional the fans always seem to be. I, I won't say all the fans; I'll say half of them. I've seen a lot of debate between Warriors fans, and I've, I've seen a few of them actually make memes out of the ones who were delusional and that. But there is a portion of Warriors fans who genuinely think they've been robbed top four for like the past 10 years and it's ridiculous. So I'm especially happy that the Titans of all teams, I wish the Tigers flogged them twice as well because they are horrible. They are going to be at best 16th next year, at worst 17th and I'm glad the Titans could end. I'm not going to call it on a high because it was a horrible game and I'm celebrating mediocrity here, but I, I'm just, I'm very happy with this result. Extremely happy. you got to celebrate something, I suppose. Tana Boyd, should have a Tana Boyd right should have a statue of himself built not out the front of Seabus Super Stadium out the front of Mount Smart Stadium. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs> that was legendary. Now Barney to give some actual 
No, analysis. I'm going to come down the same track as you. Oh, it's right. a fucking absolute <laughs> shit fight of a game. <laughs> it was painful. It was, it, was, it was painful. Now, there's a, ha- a handful of very good performances from each side uh, mixed with a whole heap of average and poor performances, which gave us a whole heap of ups and downs and a golden point <laughs> shootout at the end of the day. Um, the Warriors have done enough at e to win this game comfortably. Um, if they just pulled their head in and stopped doing stupid shit and just played percentages and kicked to the other end of the field, they would have got away with this game quite easily. Um, they just gifted the Titans way too many chances, especially in that last 20 minutes. They gave away penalty after penalty, drop ball after drop ball. <laughs> Pretty sure they kicked the dead about three times in the space of about five minutes and just gave seven tackle sets. And It was... Yeah, mate. The only reason that, that kept me interested was obviously the game was close on the scoreboard towards the back end, and that, that kept your interest for the majority of the game. Um, Walsh had a couple of really nice touches, but he also had a couple of um, you know a couple of errors there. But uh, there, there was a couple of nice touches which finished off some plays. Dallin, Dallin's ball. been pretty good recently, yeah. I think. Um, some of the second try was it where they he, the beautiful ball that he threw yeah, straight in the chest? Uh, yeah, Arthur's, I think yeah. it was. That's good. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. And he was strong as well. I thought um, he's probably found himself a spot there for the Warriors next season. Harrison Aitken were good. I thought Fanua Blake, um, Curran, and probably Bunter Yofoa's best game for a long time as well. I thought they were probably the best players for the Warriors. Um, Marzu was okay. Again, a couple of errors there sort of cruelty from being a really good performance out of Marzu, but he's um, he should be cemented in the on the wing next year. I'll be surprised if he's not. Joloff was good again. The last couple of weeks, he's been quite good off the bench for the Titans. Tino and Mo were really good. Um, I don't know where Mo's form's been for the majority of the year, but these last, last couple of weeks amazing. have been really good. Um, Isn't it amazing starting your two best forwards? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> not that it helped them for forty minutes, difference. but. Um, um, Boyd was decent. Tanner Boyd was decent again. Not really good field goal, actually. He, was, um, he hit that really well in the clutch moment of the game. AJ was fantastic. I thought Campbell was prob- Camber and Fermor were the best players on the field. They, again, looked dangerous pretty much every time they touched the ball. Fermor's turned himself into a, a bit part player, into being a strike second rower. And you can't fault his effort either. He oh, just tries hard. So. Doesn't he what? And... He seems to put a little bit of size on as well this year, and he's um he's he's very he's a hard man to tackle. He just seems to bump out of tackles and leave blokes behind him. But I, th- I thought those two were brilliant, especially in the obviously the last twenty minutes of the game. But how many weeks should Fafita have got in his high shot for on Tanner Boyd? <laughs> he's Ten. got him good, didn't he? Actually, no, that's letting him off lightly. He can take next year off if he wants. Because the shoulder charge, to <laughs> the shoulder charge. As, as as long as the best second rower at the Gold Coast Titans can still be on the field, and that is Bo Firma, who I absolutely love to bits. I think I might name my first-born son Bo, to be honest. Um, I thought you were going to say Firma. But... <laughs> don't, don't, don't you dare tempt me. That's a very good idea. But, yeah, I, I mean, Fafita had a... To, to be honest, right, with the whole Fafita, looking over the whole year, he had a handful of decent games in the middle to late period of the season. he I think defensively, he's actually improved a whole lot. He, he played like a 400 horrible, grand second rower. He was never which is good a horrible... Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 was, he was never horrible defensively, but I think obviously we expect the big run meters out of him, but probably his strong suit this year has been his defense. Well, here's a quick one for you. Stack him up against the Butcher Boys. Oh, please. 
Mm. And they've only played so half proud. a season. <laughs> That's all I'll say. They've yeah. both put in better performances in half a season than he did for the majority of the years. So. I'll go have dinner with <laughs> mother and father butcher and ask if we can work out a trade for Fafita and try and swindle them into convincing their sons to go to the Titans. They might go. You might get both of them. 600 each. You'd take that. Absolutely. Lovely, Dan. <laughs> and the Roosters would buy Fafita for 200 and he'd fucking <laughs> he'd he'd be kill it. <laughs> what? Surely Fafita's buying, Fafita's surely buying Tino dinner like every night of the week because he's, he's just getting money Tino should be getting. Yes. And Bo Firma. I and reckon Bo. he should be doing it for both of the them. The Titans coach should be buying him dinner for the rest of his fucking <laughs> life because it's the only reason he's still got a job. <laughs> he might be getting one point two, but surely he's not keeping it all. No, uh, it's going I, to Tino. <laughs> I hope, right? I, I, I just hope he gets t- Tino and Bo just the most heartfelt, expensive Christmas presents this year because they deserve it. Give us some points, Ollie. Bo for three. I want to go Bo for three. I want to go, uh, you know, two Tino, one Mo. I, I want to get, oh, Campbell. I had two for Campbell. Uh, and I had one for either Tino, AJ, or Karen. I thought Karen oh, was fantastic Karen was really for the good. Warriors. Karen was good. Karen's He's really good. the He's only reason that the <laughs> they were where they were at the yeah. start and, of this uh, game. I, I still end up Valia at the for one, but um, he, he was probably flattered by some terrible defence. Yes. All right, let's give Karen one. So what's that? Three for, for, three for Bo. Campbell. Two for Campbell. Yeah. One for Curran. Curran. Yeah, sorry. Had to hold in a bit. Press, press pause. Just to put the nail in the coffin, 22-12, the Dragons ended the Broncos' season. Barn stats, and you can uh, review another well, <laughs> game of footy. It was a game. <laughs> it happened. Four tries to two, three out of four conversions for the Dragons, two out of two for the Broncos. 77% completion played 80% which was 35 out of 45 sets and 33 out of 41. 400-plus running metres and 178-plus post-contact metres for the Broncos. Six line breaks apiece, 43 tackle busts for both teams, eight offloads to 14, two force dropouts to three, a 40-20 for the Dragons, 317 tackles played 299. Two ruck infringements against the Broncos, two inside the 10. Seven penalties conceded to six, 12 errors to nine, two sin bins for the Broncos. McCulloch made 37 tackles, Hosking made 43, Lomax with 237 running metres and Carrigan with 229. Maguire missed six tackles, made 25, Hoskins missed six and made 43. Uh, Deloise Hoyter missed five and made 13. Figai with 89 supercoach points, Bird with 88, Walters with 81. Broncos were in the were okay in the middle of the field and were probably the better side in the forwards, but um, their direction in attack and execution in the back line was fucking woeful at times. Both teams added four fifths of fuck all. Normally <laughs> I say three fifths of fuck all, but they added that extra four, <laughs> that extra, <laughs> extra fifth in this one. Good they on them. Absolutely nothing. Walters was the only one making any impact in the match from the bench. Um, Stags and Martin were disappointing again. Uh, Hoida and Cobo played fairly well, but you know, their attack didn't really get out there enough for them to make too much of a difference. Because Staggs and Martin kept fucking it up on the inside. <laughs> I thought Reynolds was decent, but Gamble just seemed to get in the way a lot of the time. Um, he's definitely not a 
To me, he's not a 5'8". He's a, he's a lock at best and probably a reserve Newcastle player, Knights playing next honest. year. You know what? He'll uh, be yeah, happy. Because he'll signings. be actually happy. He'll be so happy at Newcastle because he can go there and shout at everyone and walk <laughs> and tell it and like and he, 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 he does a good job at trying to be a leader. To get people at being a where leader. they want to be. And he, then five weeks in. He does a good job. But five weeks in, all the fords are taught on him and there'll be a big argument. But and then also, Adam O'Brien um, will yell at him. But also, yeah, he's like he's leading around. It's fucking... Captain Mannering and Dad's Army. That's what it would be, but they're all Hass 30 years younger. Hass was decent. There's a reference no one under the age of 60 will even get. So. <laughs> well, you've been trying to get me to watch Dad's Army, and I, I will tremendous. one day get to it. I will. I'm saying it now. I'll good get to it one day. Yeah. Hass was good. <laughs> Carrigan was better, but Hoskins, the new Penrith back row, was yeah. the best of a lot of them, I thought. Um, I think he's only played three or four games this year, and I don't know what Kevy's doing benching him after his first two games when he absolutely killed it, but... He was their best forward. I thought Ramsey had a couple of nice touches. Um, again, a few errors, a bit of a mixed bag. Lomax and Figai were absolutely destructive against the outside backs for the Broncos. They were dangerous every time they touched the ball. Hunt was very good, but, um, yeah, probably wasn't in the in the points. I thought Laurie and Sewer were really strong in the middle of the field. And Bird, again, I don't know what's happened in the last three or four weeks, but Jack Bird has been the Dragons' best player game after game for the last three weeks. I thought he was really dangerous um, setting up some plays for his outside men, and he worked really hard in the middle of the field as well. So, Dana? Have, has there been another side that's dropped off as bad as what the Broncos have done this year? No. I don't think so. Not in recent memory, well, no. They, they were top four. They had top four in the bag with ten rounds to go. Five rounds to go, I'd say. Yep. And to miss the eight completely. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, so who's at fault? Me. Uh, Th- I know Carrigan. That week I said they'll win the cost. And that exact week. That well, exact week. Well, I'll you're take right. some of the blame for saying that Canberra no chance of making the finals and going on a rant about them. So, but, but is, is it just down to Carrigan with the hip drop, five week suspension, and maybe the, sh- the, the wheels? It just can't like, be all that, but he's a but, but that, big. That's, that's what I mean. So, so what else was it? Me. Well, yeah. Reynolds hit just the wall a, a bit towards death. the back of the <laughs> back of the year, where when Brisbane were up and flying, Reynolds was challenging the line. He was running the ball. He was basically everything came off Reynolds. The last probably four to five, four to six weeks. I don't think I remember him challenging the line mm. very often at all. He was generally a bit of a catch and pass and a catch and kick um, halfback, which when they were going well, he wasn't doing that. Um, the likes of the bench players that I, I said did sweet fuck all, Pia Coras and um, the the other fellow there in the back row for the Broncos, they were coming on and having an impact earlier Ricky. in the year. And, um, um, yeah, and the other front, um, Jensen. Yeah, like, and Flegler was coming on and ripping teams apart and they just didn't have the same impact at the, the back end of this year. I don't know if it's... We mentioned about a month out that we thought they'd hit the wall and they were like, fatiguing right, badly. Right which, or wrong, I, I, I think that... Um, like, I was bullish from the start of the year. Uh, Kevy's fighting. the one I was Palliasia. thinking of, sorry. Uh, Kevy was, Kevy was um, fighting for a job, so I think he had him gassed up and ready to go and... And, and a big and team rolled through and they've just run out of petrol next year. But a big, big year next year, really big year Another next massive drop-off was when Tessie New was replaced at fullback yeah, by Team yeah. Marie Martin. He, is not, he was good before he went out of the team and since he's come back, he's added very little. But you're chatting about fullbacks. They've just bought another one in Walsh. Like <laughs> yeah, Martin's going and Martin. I don't know what the future holds for you. But what? going to be the fullback. There needs to be a come-to-Jesus meeting with Tony Staggs because if I'm, if I'm the Broncos' old... old <laughs> 
after the last 12 weeks, I'd almost back new to play centre and, and, yeah. and, and just say, Katoni, mate, go and get what? a fat contract at Newcastle. Wasn't he meant to be 5'8"? At the start of well, the Well, remember when he... he there he, was talks he, of it. Talks. Maybe Ever he has since spat the dummy it, at the back end of the year. Not he's had a well, he, he was sort of up and down for the first half of the year. And then it was that test for Tonga against New Zealand where he put in, oh, to be honest, one of the worst 5-8 performances I've I've seen. No, and then just for dropped completely. There's Origin where he just... He played that game at Origin yeah. and he was... The start of the year, his defence was fantastic. Yeah. He was, yeah. And his energy was up. He, he, was, he owned Talakai. He was trying to that get game goals. against Talakai yeah. got him the Origins jersey. And then he had a crack at Origin. And I don't know if it's a confidence thing, but he has been half the player he was before. Yeah. Before then, so. if, if, if it's me, I don't know what he's on. I assume he's on 700. So I would almost be going, right, Walsh is coming in. We've got Cobo. We've got New. Oates has done enough. He's, Oates, it's funny that Oates is only like 28. I thought he was 37. Um, <laughs> been around, it feels like he's been around for a while. And I'd be, I'd be trying, I'd be trying to offload Katoni. I'd be saying, look, you, you get him to Newcastle. Even the Tigers, be Tigers could probably well, use him if they get him back to his best. But like is this one of those Luke Brooks things, though? You're afraid you're going to get rid of him. That's right. Because once he what, goes somewhere else, he's going to become a but superstar. It, that could be. They could offload 600 of the Tigers who have backended this year with to. But Tigers have two million to spend over the next 12 months. I don't know where they're going to spend it, so go and try and get Katoni. Well, it's funny we're at the Colonial because I remember during the preseason watching the Charity Shield game here and having a chat to a friend of the show, Jeffrey, and we actually spoke about Stags or Zach Lomax and overall at that point who, who would have been more, <laughs> more likely to play for New South Wales that year. And I think we both sort of at the time agreed on Stags, but I think sort of had Lomax a lot closer to the Stags than before. Now... I mean, they've just versed each other. Stag, uh, uh, Lomax had an amazing game. Now it, it wouldn't even be close. Like, to be yeah. honest, like I don't think oh. either of them will play Origin Pat next Oak. year if I had to make a prediction. But it's crazy how and perception you changes I actually, after. This is a big off season for Brisbane because I actually don't quite know where they head. And you don't know if Haas is going to be there. You don't know. Well, if that was his last game, I think it was a, it was a decent. Today, it was a pain, decent pain. Today, the Warriors told fifteen players they're not required next year. Like they've got money to spend now. That's a Rick, know, that's a Ricky Stewart Parramatta clean out type thing. Yeah. Like, all right. Well, there's probably the fifteen blokes who probably shouldn't be there next or, year. So, no. anyway, um, anything else from this game? What else we uh, uh, the, the Dragons participated in this game no, as well. They were about them. Blake, yeah. Blake Laurie's been Laurie's fantastic great, yeah. this season. Speaking about buying people dinner, I think half the four pack. Should be buying him dinner and a nice Christmas present at the end of the year as well. Uh, Lomax had a, an absolutely outstanding game as well. Ben Hunt, quiet by his standards for the majority of this season. That's probably the big wrap-up about the Dragons. And but they gave Brisbane, I think they gave Brisbane plenty of opportunities to come back and beat them, but Brisbane just didn't do it. Give some points. Let's move on. I had Bird with three. Again, I thought he's been their best player for the last couple of weeks. Figai, um won him the game on his own bat with that try at the back end of the game so I had him with two then I either had Lomax or Hosking for the one they've got to be Lomax yeah Lomax, Lomax. 38-16 the Sharks you've uh, skipped over a game Cowboys oh yeah what do we, how do we 38 <laughs> top four clash to, to, 38 be, to eight. be fair the Panthers skipped uh, over that game uh, <laughs> to say some stats but I don't actually know how we analyse this game beyond giving some points well, I'll people. give it a crack but yeah, we had seven tries to two five out of seven conversions and zero analyze, out of two what's for it the Panthers all mean? yeah no 77% completion for both teams which was 37 out of 48 sets and 28 out of 36 600 plus running metres and 139 post contact metres for the Cowboys 
one line, oh, sorry, 11 lane, line breaks to two. I think Val Holmes got about nine of them. 44 tackle bust to 25. 11 offloads to 10. One force dropout to zero. One 40-20 to zero. 291 tackles for the Cowboys, 372 for the Panthers, two ruck infringements against the Panthers, and one inside the 10. Four penalties conceded to nine, 13 errors to eight, and a sin bin for Penrith. Robson made 44 tackles, Eisenhuth made 46, Drinkwater made 209 running metres, and Staines with 177. Leilua missed five tackles, made 23, Smith missed six tackles, and made 35. Val with 133 supercoach points. Robson with 108. Four other Cowboys before you got down to with Jermaine Hopgood on 67. That's pretty simple. First grade versus reserve grade. Um, both teams played pretty well considering what they had out on the field. Um, Penrith were, you know, they were, una they were unable to be competitive simply due to their defence. They tried hard, but they just, every second or third tackle, the Cowboys seemed to make a tackle bust and a line break and just carved through the middle of Penrith. Um, their defensive line just got peppered. And, yeah, they missed they missed way too many tackles. Hard to judge many of the young guys without a lot of first... Like, if they'd had half a team of first graders there to support them, you could probably get a better read on how they went, but um, they didn't. Uh, Smith and Kenny were decent. Hopgood, I thought, was their best player for Penrith. Um, it was definitely their best forward, maybe even their best player. Um, their halves were okay, I thought, off the back foot. I thought Falls and um, Sullivan did what they could considering they were just getting belted consistently for the entire game um the outside backs did their work coming out of their back end like they they all made their running meters but their defensive uh, they had issues defensively taruva actually looked dangerous he looked like every bit of a first grader up against um his opposition and he was pretty good in a couple of defensive positioning reads as well where he, he got in behind and cleaned up some some kicks and Made a nice tackle to save a try. Uh, Cotter and McLean were really good through the middle of the field. Gilbert and Fanua Brown were decent off the bench. The halves just sort of went through the motions. I thought Dearden was actually quite good. But um, their outside backs just absolutely ripped apart these young fellas. And Val Holmes, drink water, Tuolungi, they just had a field day just carving up the poor kids that were out there trying to defend them. So. Any dad, Dana? Who was the, the prop that chased down? Eddie Blacker. That was... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Isn't and, he a uh, unit too? Not wrong. Yeah, good was that? Chase that was down, just... drink water. And <laughs> but, but we, yeah, we already chatted slightly about this earlier. It's it's not so much those guys that played; it's the momentum now. Yeah, how does having that week off help the Penrith squad in general, which yeah. everyone bar Dylan Edwards has played or uh, some type of rep, yeah, whether yeah. it was Origin or. That, like, that rep round, pretty much he was the only one that didn't play. I guess as well, what could help Penrith heading into this game against Para is that they've known this is going to be the case for about five weeks now, right? Like, they've they've known that they're going to have to rest all these players. They pretty much had um, the minor premiership wrapped up. Look, They didn't oh, have oh, to do anything, but yeah, I'm yeah, saying. But uh, I'm not going to add too much <laughs> other than what I think might have been the most impressive effort of the weekend. I didn't actually watch the game, but I was surprised... Um, Obviously, with Penrith resting all their first grade players, a lot of people don't think that New South Wales Cup loses pretty much their entire team, and the Penrith New South Wales Cup side pretty much lost their entire team and still beat North Sydney in the first week of the finals of reserve grade, which yeah. brilliant. But that's like again, they did versus a reserve grade team. So round of applause to the Penrith New South Wales Cup team. And you know, those boys who went up and played first grade will probably be better for it next week, and they'll they'll probably go on to win reserve grade, whatever that means. So. 
Yeah, I think. Well, know, well done, Gus. <laughs> <laughs> All those years ago, forgetting the pathways, right? I think Taruva's now eclipsed uh, Stains, which is why they're quite. I which think is why it'll be the Tigers <laughs> next year. <laughs> but you know what? It's, it's mutually beneficial. Actually, Tigers I don't think it'll be horrible. I think that's, I'm okay yeah. with that because you pick up Stains, who's Stains, and you offload Pe- Peachy. Peachy so will probably play New South Wales Cup for most of the year. Yeah, have to so think for Penrith next year. I think anyway. he still so lives in Glenmore, so he probably just moves. Well, when he went to the Titans. Like three oh, weeks no, after he signed, yeah. he yeah. was homesick. So yeah, so <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yet, that's so. that's a yeah. inconsequential trade that probably slightly benefits. Um, I don't know my actually, interest. but um, <laughs> look, look, stains it. Anyway, who cares? Yeah, let's do. Let's it. move on. Yeah. So so anyway, give some point. Uh, Val three, and then what? Yeah, Val Holmes looked like it is great. the best look player like in absolute competition. Yeah. Val three, Val two, Val one. Mile. <laughs> uh, no, Reese Robson. I didn't mention him actually in my wrap up. I thought he was fantastic again. He's been. Dynamic out of dummy half for them for the entire year, and I had him with two, and then I either had um, Drinkwater or I thought Jermaine Hopgood in a beaten side absolutely busted his ass, but, yeah, it's probably Drinkwater for the one. Do you just give Cowboys a chance? I no, didn't. I but like, I, everyone had him for the spoon, pretty much. but I, They've got enough points in them to travel teams. I didn't, I'm but I think they're on the right side of the draw, as you'd say. not sure they've got the physicality to match some of the bigger teams in the comp. Uh, uh, they're, they're, the per- they're the perfect – they're the – uh, prototype grand finalist team. That, that They're the prototype team. Because they've that done, gets they've the done it before, 2017, yeah. when they got absolutely swept by Melbourne. I, I just sort of feel like, as well, and it, it, again, it's been a twisty, turny season, but I'm back to it. I'm back to Panthers, Rooster, Storm to a lesser extent after last week. But I feel like um, a team like the Cowboys, even like the Sharks, right, could probably knock off. One or two of those teams. I just don't think they can go through. I just don't think they can get it done against multiple. I feel like. So they have to win. You're saying for them to be any chance, they have to beat the Sharks to have that week off. No, well. I guess you can say kind of. Well, I think. I I feel like the Sharks kind of have to win it too because I feel like either of those teams in a preliminary final could knock off one of those three teams I just mentioned, but could they do it a second week in a row against another one of them? I, I don't, I whoever, personally don't whoever think so. Because whoever loses that, we're thinking goes yeah. against the Roosters. But, Jeez, it feels well, good of, to talk out of the entire about rate, someone going out straight sets and it's out not of the in, Out of the entire <laughs> rate, I think the Cowboys probably have the least physicality out of anyone. They just So if it's going to get down and gritty and go through the middle of the field, I think they're the first team that'll probably I'll, I'll lose put it, that battle. But we've said that, we've said that all year in, as well. In, in, so in that hypothetical, that in I, I throw out, I feel like Cronulla are probably more likely than the Cowboys to... I think if it gets down to a gritty game through the middle, the Sharks will get the Cowboys. But if, if they're going to play touch footy, the Cowboys will probably beat the Sharks on the edges. The, the, this is the best top eight in as long as I can remember in that generally there's a team that should be in it, it's not in, mm-hmm. uh, who's just come hot and would you'd have your look over your shoulder. Uh, and Not this year. Not this year. There's no, several fucking spastics outside the eight. But there's also a, you can easily make a case for anyone in the eight to be like for anyone. If you, if you said Penrith for straight yeah, sets, I'll 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 make that narrative. It, it could happen. Uh, Eels and, could beat them, and then um, they could lose to Melbourne. And the even week Canberra, after. Canberra, I think have won seven last eight mm. down there. And um, they've got a big physical forward, and they've got a forward pack. Like they've almost got the right draw with Melbourne. If you want to get into Melbourne. a ten versus twelve game, yeah, then it's, it's probably not the team you want to be All of a sudden, you go, ooh. See, Canberra, I sort of think. You got a, a supposedly I, I, no, softened I, I, I up can, Roosters, a busted Storm, but they. <laughs> I but can see the Raiders game, beating the, the Storm, but can I see them beating Penrith or Parramatta, who they would first if they got to the second week? As Danon's shaking his head, I agree. I don't see them. No, no, I know, but, I'm saying, but they could. But, but this first week, all four of the lower sides could win, and no one would say, "Where did that come from?" 
That's my you, point. You, yeah. yeah, you could yeah. you could have all four of there's, the lower ranked sides win. I don't think there's cannon fodder. Uh, there may be a blowout in one of those games. It could well be that game. And that's what they were saying. Fodder. If Brisbane come in, they were the cannon fodder. That's right. There's no cannon fodder. And last fodder year this was week. Newcastle and last year's Newcastle and Sharks and Titans. Whoever was seventh and eighth. Yeah. No, there was all cannon fodder last year. It was Titans Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Titans got towed up by the Roosters. I think. Tailed. Oh, they should have beaten the Roosters. Oh, it was that, one point. That's it. Oh. <laughs> right. I'm, not, I'm not holding a grudge. I'm not holding a grudge. I'm not holding a grudge. Not holding a grudge. Not holding a grudge. 38-18. The Sharks beat the 16. 38-16. The Sharks beat the Newcastle Knights. Man. Three tries to seven. Two out of three conversions played. Five out of seven. 78% completion played 67% completion for the Sharks. <laughs> Said through gritted teeth. 30 out of 38 sets played 27 out of 40. Six line breaks to six. 21 tackle busts to 37. Nine offloads to seven. Two force dropouts by the Knights. Zero 40-20s. 297 tackles for Newcastle. 330 for Cronulla. One ruck infringement against the Knights. One inside the 10 against Newcastle. Three penalties conceded to six, nine errors to 14, a sin bin for Newcastle. Randall made 47 tackles, McGuinness made 49, Tex Hoy made 184 metres and uh, Lockie Miller made 198. Brazil missed six, six tackles, made 26, Clune missed five and made 15, Nakora missed seven and made 35 and Moylan missed four and made 20. Nakora with 130 supercoach points, Hines with 92, and then another shark before you got down to Tex Hoy on 82 supercoach points. Shall I continue? Uh, no, let Dana have a crack. Do you want to? Okay, let Ollie have a crack. Dana. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie's, Ollie's, Ollie's going first for a bit. Get Ollie <laughs> Wait, who's going first? Speak, Dana. Did you watch this game, Ollie? Yes, I did. But Talk about who's, it. Okay, well, I think that Cronulla is sort of the say? same sentiment for a lot of this year. My notes. <laughs> anyway, uh, notes coming in 2023 from the start of the year. We're going to start fresh. Anyway, um, obviously Cronulla, at least on paper, beat a team they should have been beaten relatively easy. That sort of went to script there, but I do think there was still those little cracks in Cronulla a little bit, which is why I personally am not yet putting them in those with those three teams I just mentioned. Next year, they'll be close to Isabel prediction, close to the team I'm tipping to win the comp. But I just... Again, it was that little bit disappointing, but they still well and truly beat Newcastle. And again, Newcastle were just a very bad team. That's it, 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 There's not actually too much I could say because, you know what, this is probably one of the only games this week where it was a, a team certified to make the top eight, top four up against an absolute shitter of, of a team. And it, it went absolutely to script. I thought Nico comparatively... To what he usually is was sort of he's not getting three points. not as good. I, I'm no, just I'm good. just I, I was looking at Barney there to gauge if he was about to yeah. say no. He's getting three points. I live in fear of this man. Uh, I'll um, he's not getting a point. No. Oh That's well. Uh, all I'll say is this: <laughs> he, do, he does not need one. Let's <laughs> just say he does not need a point this week. But um, oh look, I thought I, I, overall that pretty much the whole Cronulla side had a, a, at least a good solid period during that game. I was impressed by Lockie Miller. I keep getting, say, a bit more and more impressed by him every week. I don't know. I don't know, Bunning. Next year, where would you fit him into the squad? Because it's still Reserve pretty grade. stacked. 
Outside backs, but I feel I'd like I'd play him still... at six and fucking play Moylan in reserve grade. Whoa, whoa. But, but just... Moylan's been well. Moylan. I was going to say, Moylan's been good. Moylan's, yeah, yeah Moylan's defence is low. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot, I'll, I'll go on record now, you cannot win a comp with Matt Moylan at 5 like Moylan's ball playing point, has been okay, but yeah. if you put that up against what you're going to get out of Lockie Miller's footwork and his speed, uh, digging into the line, and all he has to do is throw a short pass. That's basically all Moylan's done all year was throw a decent short pass to someone on his outside. Which any fullback does worth this, their salt. Does this can come do. back to that conversation we had at the start? And it's the Sharks have just beat whoever's in front of them, but they've had cannon fodder in front of them. Luck of the draw. Quite a bit. And Moylan has against the shit teams, Moylan's just stood like out. Like how many times have you seen Moylan run and Jink and go through the line and score like he, he's done it maybe two or three times where he scored a try well, here? I got and asked there. this earlier. But if you give Lockie Miller the same time and space, he well, would just this carve about somebody some players, up. Um, with Hammer, good Friend of the show, mm. um, how many how many <laughs> other teams in the comp does Matt Moylan play five eight four? Not many. Yeah, you could name maybe four, three fingers five yeah. at the most. Not even the Titans now. They're well, signed foreign. No, like seriously, <laughs> <laughs> Moylan. Yeah, his best days are behind him. He's he doesn't run. He's nowhere near as quick as he used to be. His footwork's nothing like it used to be I, as well. And I, yeah, his ball playing this year has been a lot better than has been. He's massively overachieved yeah. for what he offers. It, like, it's probably his best season. Kudos to him. In terms of consistency, week on week, he hasn't been injured. That's yeah. one of the biggest things for but him. If you got yeah. someone who can throw a short pass and can threaten the line with their footwork. They do just as good, probably even better. When's, right, he, so when's he off contract? End of next year now, I think. Mm. I think he's he's 30, signed. isn't he? Because for, feeder, for feeders Tony. going, uh, so I'll, that I'll, frees I'll, up a lot yeah. of money. 31? I'll, I'll throw an extra one, I guess, quickly. No, he just resigned. If, for feeder. Oh, no. Oh, Mo- Moylan's Moylan. resigned till the end of next year, yeah. Uh, you bring up Lockie Miller, right, that you'd play him in the halves. If you were Craig Fixergibbon, would you make that change? Now or wait till next year now that they would finals? No, you're not going to do it now. No. no, you wouldn't do it now? No way. Okay. Well, at the moment, it looks like Talakai might be out. So I'd probably play Lockie Miller at centre and then you'd have um, Kennedy coming back in this week. But that's a whole other mm. one, uh, depending on whether you want to bring back Connor Tracy or give um, Lockie Miller a chance in the centres. You could even play um, – I'd probably actually play Mulatano in the centres and put Lockie Miller on a wing. And then in defence, you put Mulatano back for the high ball. Um, but yeah, Metcalf offers something too. Like I don't know. It's well, he's, he's not off to the Warriors. Ne- oh, poor Metcalf. So. <laughs> off <laughs> he's to not the there Warriors. Next year. There's yeah, really yeah. no point trying to play him. In anyway, the finals, um, yeah. What does this all mean? I don't know. Anything else to add about this game, Barn? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. The, show, the first half of this game was a very hard watch as a Sharks fan. They did set play ten minutes of foot, ten minutes on, ten minutes off, ten minutes of shit, ten minutes of decent footy. The ball handling was horrendous, and that's been the majority of the time when I haven't been happy with their performance. They've completed at around 65 to 55% completion, and this is what you come up with. But um, I wish I followed a team that completed like that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, not everyone uh, supports a, a winning but if you, team. If you, uh, if you go back and watch this game, when they played hard and direct and through the middle of the field, which was when... Uh, Hamlin, Uwele, Hunt and Nakora were running hard lines for short passes. They were dominant and they, they won the middle of the field, uh, especially with Royce Hunt and Hamlin, Uwele in there. And then Nakora on an edge, just taking short balls off, <laughs> short passes off Nico Hines to plunge over and score a hat-trick. Um, when, they, when they played direct, they looked really good. But every time they scored a try, they just looked like they... They were going to score. The, they thought to themselves, "Oh, we'll score another one here. We'll just throw the ball around everywhere, all over the field, and we'll just score points." And 
When it, as soon as they tried that, they dropped the ball and there was errors and fucking intercepts in this game. I think they threw three of them. Three tries were scored <laughs> off the opposition try line. Two of, them, two of them led yeah. to tries from the Sharks. Another one from Moylan, I think Edric Lee cleaned up. When on like, There was three horrible intercepts thrown by the Sharks. Two by Nico and one by Moylan. If they do that against the better teams, they'll get absolutely wiped. Um, but yeah, they they did some stupid stuff. But the second half, they they went back to playing that playing at the line, playing direct, and they were they were in control uh, without being completely dominant. But they they were pretty good. Um, another another dumbass pass for Young to run the length of the field and score. But Newcastle never really threatened them in the second half. I thought Jacob Siafidi, Randall, and Clemmer were probably the best of the forwards for for Newcastle. Um, but the rest of their forwards struggled. Their two wingers in Lee and Young were, were very good. They actually, they look like a, a <laughs> you know, Lee's going to go up to Dolphins and Young will stay with Newcastle, but they look like their future's pretty bright over the next year or two. I know Edric's getting towards the back end, but they've been going pretty good at the back end Tex of this had, year. ironically, had his best game for Newcastle uh, in his last. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I was just about to mention that. Tex Hoy was fantastic especially on the edges, popping up back through the middle of the field. He just gave the Sharks nightmares consistently in this game. I mentioned ULE and Hunt. They were really good when they were on the field. Braley was tough, as he always is in the middle. Hines, I think he hit the ground with his passes more than he actually hit his outside man <laughs> in different parts in this game. And he still set up three. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> A couple of nice short balls and he got some super coach points. But there was some How many points he ended up on? 91 95. or something. But there were some horrendous mistakes out of him as well. You mentioned Lockie Miller. I thought he's really good. McGuinness, I thought, was probably the best player on the field. He just, week in, week out, since about origin time this year, he's just been fantastic coming off the bench, playing 50, 60 minutes, making a shit ton of tackles. And uh, line speed, uh, when he gets the ball, he, he causes problems for the defence. Um, he's another, realistically, next year, you in a perfect world, you start him at lock and Braley at mm. hooker, and there's two... You nail them down and get them back to, and then you build the rest. I think around. they like playing Finnegan there just because it gives them options if something does happen to Braley or, you know, the it, and um, Dale's not going to give you that ball playing that yeah. McKinnis can. Like with a tiring defence, McKinnis can come on and do a little bit of ball playing if he yeah. has to. So, but you're losing, you're losing for fee, you're losing Tolman, you're losing. Yeah, Hopefully true. Graham in a year for you. But, um, <laughs> well, he's been, you know what, he's been all right. I mean, and Nakora with a hat-trick was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm not sure if I've actually said, I know I've said it to you blokes before, but I'm not sure if I've actually said it on the show or not. If I, I feel like if Cam McKinnis didn't do his ACL last year, he'd be an origin player by now, to be honest. He was like, an origin player. He was in the extend, Extended. Yeah. But I mean, like. It would have been a red hot. would have been probably on the field playing, playing yeah. on the field playing a origin. A red hot chase like, between him and. Um, well, well, we would have probably played 14. You know what he is? Yeah. He's the, per, he's the perfect, perfect four. 14 when you're trying to combat Hunt and um, Harry. Grant. Yeah, because you can put him on hooker or, or yeah. at lock. Whereas, whereas Cook offered nothing when Appy was the yeah. first choice. Yeah, whereas you can he play can, back row if you have to. His idea, yeah. like he's tailor-made, tailor-made for it. And, oh, I'm not saying he, he can't. Possibly give him three. three let's give him three then. Like, yeah, Two to Nakora and... I gave three to Nakora just because he's um, try-scoring, but yeah, give it to McGuinness. McGuinness <laughs> three, Nakora two, Lockie Miller or Tex Hoy for the All one. Works. Lockie Miller. I was going to text. Tex Hoy was fantastic. All right, give it to Tex <laughs> Give it to Tex. Colonial's asked us to leave. Terribly sorry that we can't. <laughs> 56-10. Uh, 
Canberra defeated the Wooden Spooners. The Wooden Don't know I said Wooden. wooden Say it properly, you bastard. You just won it. Wooden Spooners. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when you do ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Rock infringement. Yeah. You know. Two tries to nine. <laughs> Five a place again. One out of two conversions. Played nine out of nine. One out of one penalty attempts for Canberra. 76% completion for the Tigers. 85% for Canberra. 23 out of 30 sets played 36 out of 42. 490 plus running metres and 190 plus post contact metres for Canberra. Two line breaks to eight. 21 tackle bus to 46. Three offloads to 17. Two force dropouts for Canberra. Zero 40 20s. 334 tackles played 263. Three ruck infringements against the Tigers. One inside the 10 against Canberra. Seven penalties conceded to six. Eight errors to seven. A sin bin for the Tigers. Simpkins made 33 tackles. Wolford made 31. Laurie with 143 running metres. Tarpanay with 190. Brown missed six tackles, made 33. Laurie missed five tackles and made eight. Frawley missed three tackles and made 14. Oh, didn't Am do I super coach points. No, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> they all scored a million. This game stunk. Um, what are you supposed to say? This was the most embarrassing performance since well, what, Tigers two weeks played ago? for about ten minutes. They paid fifty yeah, bucks to sit on the hill just I'm, to boo the them. The people, I will, yeah, I want to question. And the who, Raiders took the whole second half. How off did and they still sell by forty six? <laughs> how did they? St- <laughs> who went to this game? I want to know who, Ken, who woke up. And then who woke up and went, oh, I'm days. just going to go to Leichhardt over this hour. That'd be fun. Hey, hey whoa, 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 They were whoa, whoa. afraid it was going to be the last game there. I, you know, I, I, and I hope it is. I'm going to piss off a lot of traditionalists <laughs> here. But, like, honestly, like, <laughs> I, I think, yeah, to... <laughs> Well, come on, up the coast, whatever. Go. Just turn it into a turn it into apartments. Like it's it's a beautiful way for the Tigers to send Leichhardt Oval out, as it's no longer deemed up to code to host rugby league games from 2023 onwards. I mean, it's the, I, I, I don't really care either way what they do. <laughs> I, I don't have any emotional attachment. I went there once. It's an okay ground, whatever. Uh, but it's a nice spot. They uh, get a lot of money I, I, for, I the, just, yeah. for the oh. fucking ground. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go in there this week. It's still a great spot to try and park. I mean, oh. uh, absolutely brilliant to try and get a parking spot. But uh, imagine they turn it into a car park. That would be ironic. But um, that, that's all i got to say about this game is that it was a perfect way for the, the shit Tigers to send it off. And I feel like, you know, I feel like I've been quite mean to the Tigers this year. And... It's not to this fella, to my left right here, personally. And I, I just know a lot of Tigers fans who are very annoying. And when you know a lot of fans from one team, as we can all pretty much say about Penrith, um, they tend to piss me off for the opposite reasons of Penrith fans. So, but yeah, good way to send out Leichhardt Oval. Uh, and you had, they had to get flogged by Canberra, didn't they? They couldn't beat Canberra by 100 points so I could look smart and Canberra could miss the top eight, could they? They couldn't do one thing for me. <laughs> They couldn't put up an all-time record score against the Raiders, so that's all I'm saying about this game. Damn. Great way to end the season. It's it, Does the salary cap work when a side's that shit? No. Obviously it doesn't. So how do you fix it? Well, and I'm going to say Daggy's originally the one who brought up this argument two years ago, and to give myself a bit of a shameless plug, I wrote an article on it this week, but Daggy's the one who first brought it up, and I was against it at first, but we need to be reducing the amount of teams in this comp, to be honest. Like, I think this year's the perfect example as well. Yeah, I could, I could ask this question the before bull- the game. The Bulldogs would have finished last on the ladder 
in about five of the last ten seasons, I think for a further three, they would have been 15th. Yeah. And they I didn't I even make the bottom question four. before the game is how many players from this starting 13 would make any other team starting 13? And, re- and you realistically would have to make a strong case that one of them would have to play a position to be picked. Well, th- this if, is... If someone wants... Yeah. Like Adam Dewey might, would probably make a lot of teams as yeah. maybe a centre and maybe a lot of teams as a 5'8". Uh, hey, Hastings would walk into Newcastle as halfback, right? Like, and then... Uh, well, no, well, she'd tell... Offa and Gowie get a and, spot And Joffa. Offa and Gowie would make a lot of teams. Beyond that, you can't... So so from that logic, and I hadn't put two and two together, you mentioned it, from that logic, no, the salary cap doesn't work. Because by all means, it's not doing its job to make a balanced competition. The, the, the only thing it's not it, salary cap's fault by any means, but the, that's. I feel like the only thing it's doing is stopping teams from going broke. I think it's got a lot that's to why do it with exists. the. Re- yeah. it's, it's a, it's, seriously, the Tigers' recruitment has been an absolute joke for ten to fifteen years. You can blame the salary cap as much as you want, but they've got the same amount of money to spend on. No one's blaming the salary else. cap. Um, they, it's obviously the they can't attract players for whatever reason it is. They got rid of Madge because apparently he was the problem. And the irony was the two <laughs> biggest signings they had were, came to play for him. And now they don't want to play. Well, Appy does. App, Puppy and Appy came to play under Madge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> what do you say about the Tigers? They played for about 10 minutes. The Raiders took pretty much the whole second half off and still won by 46 points. Um, tell me Tamo was happy that he got his fucking sentence reduced to come back and play in this game. <laughs> He was happy to take for two weeks. <laughs> he, he probably should have just pled guilty and been done with it. But, yeah. Um, the first half an hour, the Raiders were scoring every four or five minutes. Like, it was There just, was every set. There was, it, was, it was three sets set. in a row, as and it was almost four. Two or three hit-ups, spread the ball to both edges, score a try, and the Tigers kick off. Like, <laughs> that's just what it was. And, the, and like, it's massive issue when Farnamano Brown is running 100-plus metres and none of the other forwards are, apart from young Pole off the bench. Who's, who has been tremendous and is somebody that the Tigers need to start pinning their hopes on and try and get him into that into that 17 every yeah. week because he's been fantastic since he's he's appeared. But, um, yeah, the, how many of the 17 actually had a proper go? No. Like, seriously. Like, Dewey, <laughs> Adam Farn- Dewey wasn't. I, I know that for sure. I'm I saying. mentioned That's Brown and Polley did. Um, I thought I thought they actually had a, a, a bit of a and crack. And Fairbairn tried hard. Dewey what does it mean? sort of played half a game and fucked around for the rest of it. I thought Madden actually had a crack, but he just couldn't do anything. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> he tried hard, but he just he's, couldn't produce anything. He's he needs to be more exposed, but I don't think he's ceiling as high as I thought it was. Mm. I know it's a hard thing to say, but yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Canberra just did basically whatever they wanted for forty or fifty minutes, and then went for a leisurely stroll around the bay for the last half an hour to cool down. <laughs> um, Elliot. It's quite nice there at Lilyfield. Went swimming at, what's it, Lilyfield Community nice. Pools yeah, no, or something? I, um, <laughs> yeah, I've done some next star coaching out there back in the day. It's quite nice. I thought Elliot and, Elliot and Horsburgh did plenty of work in the middle of the field. Tapane and Papali, he just destroyed the rest of the forwards. Um, and Hudson Young as well. They were, they were fast, they were strong, aggressive in the middle, and they just... Killed the middle of the field, which actually let Wolford have um, a pretty dominant game, actually. I thought he was quite good out of dummy half for the Raiders. And so was Fogarty. Um, kicking game, passing game. And then the outside backs just did it easy. I think every single one of them scored a try. Rappina, Chris and Tomoko were just taking the piss This was a game times. for the same game multi. Like <laughs> the whole back five. <laughs> the problem was they were $1.50, so it was like, yeah. 
but it wasn't as exciting. Yeah, what are you supposed to say? What, what do you say? I got nothing. Can't say much else. Um, pick your three, two, one, and I had Young with three. I had Chris with two, and then I had Papali'i with the one. Yeah, I didn't realize actually. I didn't realize how good a kicker Fogarty was, a goal kicker. A very, very good goal kicker. You got a lot of practice too. Yeah. What are you looking at me for when you say that? He was your former father when you when you started. Yeah, see, he's fucking. He's not playing child support. You wanted a statue built for him out the front of fucking. No. Not paying child support. <laughs> no. So, so, so that is it. That, well, on that note, boys, that is the season wrap in the books. So we we've got a bit more to talk about. Yes, we've got more to talk about. Slips. But, yeah, but I'm saying as the rounds season review. Proper is the done. season proper, well done. Good job, Bart. And to you. Good job, Ollie. Mm. Thanks, Danan. Good job for the gump for the um, the 15-odd weeks he managed to join us. Uh, we've got a little bit more to touch on, but... um. Yeah, well done. We got through it all. I can't wait to, for a bit of a break as well. Buy some but, hats and oh, shirts. Yeah. Um, buy hats and shit. We've got we still stuff to talk about. But I wanted to just touch quickly on um, the schedule for the next few weeks. So it's we're going to do next week will be round one of the uh, of the finals. semis of finals review. We've got two games to preview. So we're going to have our awards show next week yep. as well. Cool. The week after will be obviously the review and preview of the respective games, All in and one. we're going to yeah. review the seasons of the bottom four. four. Or should we start that next week? And we're still in the logistics. No, no, that'll be the that'll be the week to start. Bottom it. four, and four, then we're going four. to go four four, and then the eight after the grand final or into the grand final week. Yeah, well, we, we did it four preliminary, four semis. For the grand final, and then we did the, top, the top four, four. after the, the week after yep. the grand final. So. so that's how the rest of the season looks for us. Now, got to give, first of all, a shout-out to uh, Jen Jen, yes. who's won PCTC, David. <laughs> <She has. laughs> the money came through in record time. I heard all about it for the last two days. It's been fantastic. <laughs> how much was that? Um, she won the Champions League as well, so it ended up being 1100 But it was ah, a thousand yeah. well yeah, $1,000 for, for the top place. Yep. So um, there was a lot of um, lot of to and froing all through Saturday night and then <laughs> into Sunday. Who tipped what? Where, where, what's going on? But yeah, um, it ended up basically the majority of people tipped the favourites through the final round. So she was pretty much cruised through there. And um, now uh, it it helps coming into back to back full rounds the final two weeks. Mm. So that's that's where she's uh, got the jump start. I, I think my last two weeks were a couple of stinkers, but I think I still managed <laughs> to jag top four, at least top five in the footy and froffies comp. But I, I just want to emphasise here that um, I beat everyone at this table. Yeah, yeah, I am I, the I am the head of the table. We'll do a proper so wrap. We, we will acknowledge you later. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a proper wrap with Supercoach and tipping because we normally do that before yeah, the yeah, preview. Give, give me more praise on the preview. So for the rest of this, so we're back Thursday night. We're gonna we're gonna pay a bit more respect to our preview this Mate. week and preview game by game. Yeah, we'll spend a bit more time on breaking stuff. down what we think is so. going to happen. No, I reckon we should just talk about me more and how I've, I've finished <laughs> above all of you in the and tipping yes, comp. And yes, the missus give me absolute grief for two days and you are all more than welcome. Jump on <laughs> jump on the page. <laughs> Let me know. And the, a plug the for... The missus has put 10 points on me in the tipping comp. It's fantastic. Uh, a, um, plug <laughs> I'm going to beat her next year. She's more tipping. So they run. Uh, they've run for over a decade now. We're part of. Obviously, we mention them every week. I love but it. You Gary, can find them on one of the Facebook. Best Gary speak to. Does we, we can't wait to call him drunk on the Christmas show. <laughs> uh, surprise, Gary. Uh, but he has Premier League now going. There's Big Bash coming. There Don't is bring that up. golf. The Premier League. Uh, yeah. NFL. AFL. 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 NRL. 
And of course, NFL, and of course, the uh, spring racing carnival is currently going on. Where all of us are going like complete busted balloons, I believe. Dana, are you going any good, Boom? Are you in it this year? The races? I somehow beat Barney, and that's like losing to the boy. <laughs> In well, the, uh, I think I'm running. I'm, a, I'm in Champions going. League. In the Champions oh, League. Oh, yeah. yeah, in the Champions League. But I'm running about shocking. 15th, I think, at the yeah, moment in the overall, so I'm somehow, not going too bad. And somehow lost to me. So well, so you're in the Premier League, Tom, right? I'm in the Premier League, yeah. So I'm not right in that. <laughs> Are you, well, I'm not because. I'm like two or three after the league. I'm getting like four out of ten every week, and I've realised because it's like the first few weeks, because there's there's at least. just tip multiple draws. There's at least 12 teams in the Premier League, right, which realistically you can sort of. You've got to sort of feel it out for the first few weeks, and that's like. Like, all right, this team will probably finish a bit. Like, yeah. it's sort of unknown. So I'm, I'm having an absolute stinker so far. It's I still think I'm, like, 15th out of 40. Well, but don't like, a lot um, of the top teams in the EPL start a bit slower because they're gearing up for the and Champions also League what's and what's all that. And, and, and when the top teams verse mm. each other, usually it's like a nil or draw or something. Like, no matter what the form anyway, is. So we're it's, not doing an EPL yeah. podcast. Yeah, so. yeah, <laughs> uh, it's around. Go find it, uh, PCTC Sports Tipping and PCTC Horse Racing and PCTC Tipping. Uh, there's NFL, I all think, as well. That's all. Oh, just geez. put PCTC yes. and you'll find it on Facebook. That's it. You uh, wanna, or contact our page or however you want to tip on it. Right you want to tip on it, they'll there, set it up. He does facilitate. Yes. That's the first word I've messed There'll up There'll be in a while. BBL <laughs> as well, I think, uh, coming up. He facilitates so. non-Facebookers, but um, we can put you in touch via the page if you get in touch. Uh, we've got a pot plant of the week. Uh, can't imagine this might be. Well, they've put a new garden in it, Leichhardt, so that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of room for pot plants. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, see, I want to pot plant the tigers, but sort of we're like, all we're nah, all going to pot save like it for our review. Can we unanimously <laughs> sort of pot plant the tigers here after? Yeah, just unanimously do. Yeah, it. Um, but there is like it's. I actually singled out a couple of players here. Go. Um, I had three of them, but my the biggest take for me was Wonga Blake in a team that was so good that Blake was fucking horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> he made six runs and had an offload, and that's basically all he did fucking all night. He made a couple of tackles, a couple of horrendous errors. He was still nowhere near his fucking wing. I don't know how they didn't go down there and score tries against him. I don't know what goes through the bloke's head, but I'm... Considering, I think it's something like the circus theme that you hear <laughs> the majority of the time um, because he doesn't seem to stick to his job fucking very often at all. I'm going to uh, pop plant Adam Clune. He's gone up there. Uh, that first half, 20 minutes, half hour when they were in that game, I don't think there was a good fifth tackle option. I don't think he added. I don't think he's had one all year. And he went up there as a spruit kicker. He went up there as this bloke who was going to be whoever he's going to be and. He won't be playing first grade next year, and um, I'm sure, sure he's not. a very nice guy, and I have a beer with him, but he's getting my pot plant off the I'm back sure he doesn't want to have a beer with you. <laughs> well, it's his shout, so, you know. <laughs> what do you got? Are you done? No, well, I'm ti- um, <laughs> pot, pot planting the, the, the Tigers, honestly, actually, but though I thought of a pot plant maybe for the year so far, and this might come no, back. So we're we're going to have a okay, uh, well, watch show. Well, we'll I've, thought, I've thought of one for the year, and it might be a bit bold, but I think it's true, but right. let, let's just leave it at that because the, the Tigers oh, are good. pot plants, so I'm going <sighs> to pot plant the Tigers. Okay. I like having um, <laughs> paper instead of my book because I can wave it more. Yeah, and I can actually see what you've written. And the I Warriors were losing that game as an honour. Oh, that's a point. Yeah. Well. well, they, they were getting beaten, be, uh, beaten by the better team on the night. Uh, uh, the, the, the Warriors was, if you're doing the team, but <laughs> you've already mentioned it, Stags. Stags was just garbage. He was, yeah, yeah. He was garbage. Mix. Griff's hat. Actually got the stats here. Eight runs, 77 metres. 
And well, he made a few tackles, but yeah, it's anyway, twenty-one and four missed. And the, yeah, the other one was um, Nofaluma. Even though he had a Storm jersey on, you could tell he was a Tigers player. <laughs> 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 Left, right. He, he Left well, right. At this he point got, in time, he's still going back, isn't he? He's not officially staying. Worst thing, like, it, is Luke Brooks dirty that he's about to play a final game? But it's uh, yeah, he is apparently. <laughs> Did you see Nuffa threw a little jab out there? I'm thinking about him. I'm going into yeah, the first he, finals he game. He did throw it out there. For however they, long. Yeah. I think <laughs> ever. ever. Yeah, it's his first ever, yeah. like 10 seasons, whatever it is. He, he's he's going to go out to a full stadium with an atmosphere and go, what the fuck is this? I, I don't understand. We'll talk about this in a season of Rima, but I don't understand how um, Sheens and Benji just – and I do understand because they've distanced themselves right, but they threw Kamali under the bus completely. Yeah, absolutely. Two coach, why, why not just leave Maggio for the year? Yeah. Um, that was nonsensical. and um, But then so they've, they offloaded – so off the team this week, there's no Nofaluma, no Guildhart, no Brooks, no Hastings. You're no, missing 13 players, I believe. I think at least. So I believe it was I assume either going or they're um, – if they're coming back, that's the whole first grade. So well, I t- I, no, obviously, no Twal, uh, blah, 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 Bloor, Tumanu. Like, it's, there's not – it was the bottom of the barrel, but the barrel's bare. So Well, yeah, Lee Hadjibentelis was on SEN Radio. And he's yeah, saying that you've got more money – this year's and years have ever had, and there's even more coming the year after. So there is. Well, that's right. The it, problem is, uh, he's going to waste it on two players that you'll pay. I think they're pretty. But, but no, there's, I think there's I think, no one now. I think Shane's is pretty. Shane's is pretty committed to not spending it. That's the thing. Like he wants to either find these youngsters, and we're going to see in the flesh. Blore. Actually, we'll say like so. We're going to do a review show. Blore, and we're going to try fix other teams' problems. Is generally what we do over a few years. But um, you got yeah, Blore, Okatamanu. Gives you some guts. You know, you don't know where you start from. Twal coming back obviously doesn't miss forty-five tackles. Anyway, cares. No one sees me talk about tigers until next week when I'm drunk. You got a slap for this week, Oliver. You are my slap, Oliver. I two d- weeks, two weeks of note taking, and that was it. And then two weeks off, and still not a note tonight. I had one week off, bra. I just couldn't be. You're like, my slap. Two shows off. But you know, I thought tonight was all right, but I just couldn't like. Got to be invested and passionate about the notes, but I, I feel like next year. Now you've got notes to take on one. teams. No, oh, yeah, next week we can do team reviews. You can oh well, I'll take any notes award on, show. I'll take notes on team reviews. I'll write down the thoughts that I already have. But what's your slap then, Peanut? My slap are the fucking Brisbane Broncos because yeah. ever since I went on that spiel about the Raiders, right? Because all at that point in time, I don't think people realise the Roosters had to win two games. They went on to win all three. Para had to win one game. They've gone on to possibly all three. South Sydney had to win one more game. I think they won two. Brisbane had to win one fucking game. <laughs> and not only did they not win one game, they went and conceded about 150 points in three straight games. So not o- only did they make it competitive between them and Canberra for eighth, they made Canberra the outright favourites for eighth. As soon as I said that, I've been blasted for it online. I want Brisbane to pay for my therapy, for the, the mental anguish this has caused for me. I'm going to get in contact with Ben Iken as soon as I can. And it's, it's, it's absolutely like ridiculous. I, I do like Ben Iken. Can you also send him another message and ask him to come back to 360? Well, that's an, another bit of mental language he's given me. I can't watch 360 anymore. <laughs> I do, I'm, I'm slapping Brisbane hard. And this is not – I feel like we mentioned Ben Iken too much during this slap because I, I'm not necessarily slapping him. I'm just slapping Brisbane for what they've done to me personally. I take it personally. I don't care. Slapping Brisbane very hard. 
Yeah. You love slapping it hard, don't you, Owen? I, oh, I shouldn't say I like slapping Brisbane hard, but in terms of physically slapping them, yes, I do. Got slap, Dana? Manly. Yes. How, do, how do they look? Like, just the cult yeah. club, it's not just the game. It's like the this anonymous survey, all this crap that's going, just manly, pretty much since that Pride jersey come out, there's just been slapped after slap after slap. Yeah. I, I would argue before. I, I Personally, I don't yeah, think their was, season has gone the, too dissimilar yeah. to what it was before. No, I feel like that's obviously the running, yeah, but I feel like it would be People the running eight out of the 16 rugby league clubs would never fucking clue how to run a rugby league. If they appointed the four of us to a board and we had full power, we would do a much better job than eight of the... I, mean, I, I would fuck it, factually, factually stand by that. Not even not swear accidentally sometimes, uh, <laughs> and because like they have no idea, like genuinely have no idea how to spend money it's, or what. It's to. almost like a pissing competition. Like, look how much money I've got. I can afford an NRL club. Yeah, but well, it, it, I, I also bring up that I don't think it's just oh, they'd finish about the same with the jersey saga. It's not like a compliment to them or anything. I actually think it's much worse. It's but obviously a lot of people are blaming it on the jersey saga, but I think it goes a, a fair bit deeper than that. I don't think that you can't. I just don't think the you can jersey blame saga it purely on that. Boarded out. It, it sort of, but there was already. I feel like there was already yeah. lingering issues, yeah, and was, that just. Well, they're they saying there. there's issues around um, the fact they let DC stay in his own house with his family during uh, COVID last year, while the rest of them were in and, a hotel. Uh, blah blah blah. It goes all the way through. Goes back to when Trent Barrett had to buy items for the uh, training training ground. Well, yes. it, isn't it? And we look in hindsight now. At the time when Jackson Hastings was released by Manly, because apparently he had an issue with DCE and. And obviously, we don't know a lot what's going on there. But in hindsight, looking at it now, it's like maybe, maybe Jackson Hastings wasn't entirely in the wrong. Big maybe months for Jackson Hastings. Boyle like, rights, and for my opinion, he should be the cap- Tigers' captain next he year. He should we'll be the captain. What, Easily should be the captain. Who are the other four they're going to select? No, it should be Jack- <laughs> J- anyway. Jackson Hastings. Should be Barney. The you got to you got to slap. Yeah, Oliver, because you need some notes, mate. Because when you go off the top of your head, that is absolute fucking drivel. They <laughs> 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 get. Fucking Ben Eichen involved in your Broncos and your personal I shouldn't abuse. Have ben Surely, just <laughs> Surely Barney slaps himself for letting Jen win, beat him in the tipping comp. I no. think, right, just because Barney comes out every week with his 50 pages of notes for each game, he makes himself sound like this Matty Johns Cooper Cronk genius. So when someone doesn't come along with 50 notes like him, he's up at the top of his tree. And he's the greatest of all time. I promised you a nickname two weeks ago too and you haven't turned up since. So from now on you were to be called Fart in a Bath. No. Olive Wood. But my slap this week was actually the Warriors. Because those motherfuckers would be lucky to tackle a tackling bag without missing the fucking thing. See? Oh, my ribs hurt. I can't unhear it. I quit. Uh, I'm not I'm not doing the show next year. Dana, you can take over full time. Uh, nah, fuck you all. I'm done. No, yeah, He's I'm done. I'm like done. Normal. I'm <laughs> done. We are all crying. My tears are sad. <laughs> oh, well done. This goddamn show. No wonder it's not on Clarky's <laughs> top tens. 
No wonder. Oh, you go running back there, Clarky. Geez, apology day. That was good of him. That was a very good anyway, apology. Um, I, don't, it, I don't see Barney apologising to me for all the mental anguish. Was it a copy and There's paste? There's more to come, son. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it. They, that, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm going into business for myself. Fuck all of you. You're all horrible human beings. I hate you all. Nah, you put you the headphones on. It's fucking open slather yeah, here. Fuck you all. And it is. And I'm saying, fuck you, Barney. Nah, bye. He's got a salute. I salute you all. Obviously, you're right off into the sunset. <laughs> um, contact the Facebook page if you need to. If you were after a new host, apparently. So, um, salute, salute, salutes. I've got two to salute. I'm going to salute Jimmy Tamo because he deserved better than that. And absolutely. Um, to finish on that note, but just uh, a 300 game career, Australian, New South Wales representative, premiership winner, uh, all round. Should deserve better this year. And good leader, good clubman, and. Um, Played some good footy this year. All said and done, I wouldn't mind re-signing him, but hopefully uh, he finds something to do next year. We've got a spot in the podcast. He wants to come on. Same as Jimmy Roberts, actually. You might be uh, <laughs> there's someone else who drinks to the gums that might come on. Uh, fuck this. I'm not coming back next week. We have a foot race. Fine. You can if come you on can next week. Fuck foot race for the third host. Nah. You and James Roberts. I've broken nah. him. Uh, fuck. Who are you back at? Fuck you all. I'm back. I, <laughs> first, I, to I, hungry, I, first to Hungry Jacks from the gums. No. Uh, why, would I, why would I run for you, blokes? Fuck. Okay. Jimmy Roberts fucking... <laughs> Take it home, son. You, and, uh, and the bonus, well, the other salute is Angus Crichton. He was sensational. He was absolutely outstanding. Best player in the field in that game. Um, and I can't wait to see him do it again this week. Well, I'm going to I'm going to give a nice heart heartfelt salute here. Um, I actually this this was actually uploaded during one of our many toilet breaks that Daggy <laughs> takes that I noticed, and I decided this was a feel good story to end the the regular season on, even though. Barney has tried and successfully dampened my spirits. <laughs> um, th- this is an Instagram post from, from Max King, and he does get my salute, partly because of his great performance. Obviously, we gave him the three points, but also came out and said, I know it's been a difficult and underperforming season for us, but personally, I'm so grateful for the opportunity this club has given me. Twelve months ago, I hit the darkest spot of my life, thinking about medically retiring due to an injury. With no NRL contract or offers on the table, until the dogs gave me a lifeline. I'm passionate about changing the results around because this club has changed my life around Bring On 2023. And you know what? F- the the year he has uh, had, the great yeah. season he's oh, had, for, and uh, no one yeah, really yeah. knew about it, He, the fact that he was thinking about retiring in the off-season, to have a season like that, I think is brilliant, and he definitely gets brilliant. my salute. So, Dan, and I assume you're saluting Brad Arthur? Gutho. So you were close. <laughs> I, as I said, I, I was in line with that path. Sevo down the sideline. You know, bring on the finals, guys. Bring on the finals. And let Barney finish on a good one. Yeah, I had a couple. You've taken Angus. But Val Holmes, as I said, he looked like a superstar. Yeah, he's beaten up some Reggies. But it was a fantastic performance. Uh, Dylan Brown also, his um, form recently has been fantastic. I think he had seven tackle busts in that game. And um, it was a big part of them scoring points. And Eddie Blacker. <laughs> chasing down drink water with nothing to play for in the last couple of minutes of the game. You get those big legs pumping. He, he chased him down. It was the highlight of the weekend. I thought it was fantastic. Good shout there. Um, so we're back on Thursday night to preview, have an in-depth preview of uh, all four finals games. And then next week, I'm just going to tick these off as we go. Next week, we'll be back to review those finals, preview the semis, and we're also going to do our awards show. So, we're going to do, obviously, the Dag M's and the Dag M Team of the Year. Uh, we're going to look at the buy of the year, the most underrated player, the rookie of the year, and the most improved. What else do we usually do? That's about it. Is that about it? Do we do a coach or anything? I don't know. 
but I'll put them yeah, out on socials the for people well. to send in yeah. theirs as well. Check out said socials, Facebook, Instagram, the Twitter, and uh, rugbyleaguemerch.com to buy hats and shirts as Barney's wearing uh, for the non-camera that I didn't have any <laughs> of the colonial. But anyway, uh, Ollie, anything you want to plug? Rugby League, in my opinion. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm going to be doing it full-time soon because we are quit footy and froppies <laughs> until at the start of next year, and not many people will get this. I get a phone call from Adrian saying that ratings are down and that he wants me back for one show and that it's his final offer and that it'll offer me beep amount of dollars to come back and then I'll come back in a devil mask again. Very few people will get that. But the, the people who do will appreciate it. Hope you wear a nice mask, a, a nice scarf when you do. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Could get braced and Astor. It'd be about the same. I'll take brace these days. <laughs> you can't say anything. You're not a regular. I'm fucking, I'm done. Thanks for joining us, Dana. Thank you, Colonial. Um, enjoy, well, hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back very soon to look at semi-final footy. Catch you then. Good night. Bye.